It's just nobody knows how to work right now. That could be true, but at the same time, like I hear it so much that I'm like, yeah, this just kind of sounds like an excuse at this point. With that kind of attitude, you'll never be able to grow your business and you're not gonna get all the A players. You've got to lower your expectations. Cause like I need guys to run my business and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get them to come work for me. That's how successful people look at it. People who aren't successful are the ones who give up. What's up, Joel, how are you? <laughs> You know, I thought you were going to do a cool intro. Um, I was thinking about it again. I you were hyping like, it up. What's up, everybody? But then I was like, you know what? We'll just stick with the, <laughs> you're the a, what's up, Joel. Your demo intros were pretty good, though, when you were practicing today. Oh, you liked it? Yeah, it was pretty good. Well, maybe we'll try it next time. Yeah, next time. Um, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know about the intro. I've seen podcasts with, in, like, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. And yeah, then sure. I've seen them without, and it's like. I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters. I don't think so, it matters. Today, before we get lost in topics about podcast <laughs> intros, <laughs> dude, so we're going to talk about, we get tons of questions about employees, att attracting employees, um, how to pay them, who to look mm. for, and all the positions, mm -hmm. all that good stuff. So we're going to flush all of that out right now on this podcast, A to Z, how to attract them to your business, mm -hmm. how to find good employees, yeah, technicians, sure. mm -hmm. CSRs, general managers, mm -hmm how to pay them all, how to retain them, mm -hmm. all that good stuff. Okay. Sound good? Yeah, dude, I'm ready for it. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so how do you do it, Jared? Um, I mean, the simple, an there's like a really simple answer of just make it cooler to work for you than anywhere else, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I gotcha. Really is what it is. I mean, huh. there, there's a lot more to it than just that, right? Like if nobody knows you're hiring. Well, yeah. Then, yeah, but, but even like that whole idea, like I think that's like, it's an obvious concept once you hear it and you're like, oh yeah. Because what popped in my head is like, like, sometimes I'll see like Outdoor Magazine, like top 50 coolest places to work. Yeah. But that's literally what it is. Yeah. And because people work at these places because, you know, they offer an environment, they offer an atmosphere that people are like, I would, I'm seeking to work at this place. Yep. So the idea would be that your plumbing business can be no different except that it's a plumbing business. Yes, because like if you think about it, there's how many plumbing businesses in the United States? A ton of them. Mm -hmm. There's very few technicians. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you can try and play the game of, okay, I'm going to train these guys and bring them up, which is a really good just cause, right? Mm -hmm. You're talking like bringing an apprentice up or something like that? Yeah, so like a lot of guys are like, well, I can't get any qualified people to come work for me, so mm. I'm just going to train my own guys. Mm -hmm. And to me, to, I think that's super awesome. But I think you should wait until you have the money to spend on the yeah. training, right? Yeah. Because in the big in the beginning of your plumbing business, what's the number one problem that everybody has? You ain't got no money. You have zero money. Mm -hmm. You just started your plumbing business. Like until you're doing, you know, until you're making a million dollars a year, mm -hmm. I think you should stick to qualified people or even if you have an apprentice, at least somebody that can go get in the truck and make you some money. Yeah, you should have that goal in mind. Like I even talked to a guy today and he's like, he has another, we could call him an apprentice. Um, it's in Florida, uh -huh. so you can like do whatever you want. Uh, but he's a guy who's like, doesn't know a whole lot of plumbing, but he's super hard worker, super useful, bought into the company, like believes in the vision, like everything yep. where I'd be like, yeah, man, that sounds like a good holding on to that guy. But then I told the guy, I was like, okay, but when you do start your residential service company, like you need to have that guy doing stuff on his own as quick as you can. 
Yeah. So like whatever that might be, whether it's like drain cleans or something relatively simple that he can handle. Yep. Because if he's just riding with you, you're just paying to have him there. He's right. not really making you money on the side. Yeah, and that's a good point. You want to avoid the the passenger princess is yeah. what my general manager calls them. Yeah. Like but just, yeah. The two guys driving around in one truck to go mm-hmm. do one job mm-hmm. versus two guys, separate trucks, two jobs, mm-hmm. right? Makes a lot more yep. sense. But just having the mentality of like, because I think a lot of guys they just don't know that. Mm-hmm. They don't think about that. So just to be like, oh, you have a guy that you really like who maybe is an apprentice, be like, how can you fast track him so that he's billing independently? Yeah, and I think most people get stuck in that I think they originally get in that position because they start their plumbing business mm. and then they're like, man, I just need help. Like if I could just have somebody to go grab my tools, it'd make me way more efficient and mm. then I could bill out more hours and then I could make more money. Right. And it makes sense in that instance. But the second you're paying two guys to go do one job mm-hmm. and you're not the one doing the work and you know he's not making you more efficient, mm-hmm. you lose the benefit of that. Yeah, gotcha. Right? Mm-hmm. So the only there's, there's only one rule well, there's an exception to that, to my rule there. Sure. And, and the, even just saying like, if you're making a million, then you can go train. It's like, use your brain a sure, little bit. Yeah. Be like, okay. Understand I, your numbers. I'm making good money. I can train a guy in X amount of months mm-hmm. or I can train a guy in X amount of years, right? Mm-hmm. Like for where we live, um, all our plumbers got to go through a five-year apprenticeship program. Mm-hmm. They got to pass their plumbing test. They got to be in a state certified apprenticeship program. And they're not allowed to work by themselves for four years, four mm-hmm. out of those five years. Mm-hmm. So I'll pick up a fifth year apprentice and put him out in a truck and he can get trained by going and making mistakes and going yeah. back and fixing them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But um, to bring somebody in like a first year green apprentice and have to just have him out passenger princessing for four yeah. years yeah, and he's costing me sixty to $80,000 a year, mm-hmm. it's a lot of money, especially if mm-hmm. you're trying to grow your business like... In the beginning, if you're doing two million in sales and you're hitting, you know, if you're growing, you're probably only hitting 10, 15% profit margins. Mm-hmm. You're looking at $200,000 and you're going to give 80,000 of that over to an apprentice. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem like the smartest decision. Right? And like his, like the work that he, it's not preparing that guy for the reality of the job because for four years, he's going to be rolling around with somebody. And like, that's not, yeah. that's not really like, yeah, he'll know a bunch of stuff at the end of that four years yep. and he'll probably be able to do it by himself. Yep. But that's just not like, he still has to go out on his own and then make mistakes and fix them and have nobody yep. to call. Chances are he'll probably call you a whole bunch yep. in that year when he's alone because he's used <laughs> yeah. to like asking the question to whoever's with him. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. So then there's like exception number two. So in certain areas of the world, this isn't the case for me specifically, there's, you know, you've got jobs that need two guys mm-hmm. and that's understandable. So if you have jobs like dig jobs or things like that, bigger work install jobs that need two guys and you can keep an apprentice busy like 80% of the time mm-hmm. helping somebody else and it's cheaper than having two apprentices there or in a, sorry, two journeymen there, mm-hmm. then I would, then I might go do it. Like, right. Then I might bring on an apprentice because mm-hmm. If we just step back and look at it and use our brain, it makes sense at that point, mm-hmm. right? So those are my two exceptions. Yeah, that like, makes sense. If you can get them billing in a reasonable time, then yeah. If you have a ton of one style of work that he can just go do mm-hmm. um, and he can go do it by himself, mm-hmm. yeah. Or if, you know, depending on where you live and what the rules and regulations are, mm-hmm. and if he can 
be a helper and stay busy in that helper role where there's actually two guys needed. Mm-hmm. Sure. I got no yeah. problem with that. Yeah, at the end of the day, you just have to, like, apprentices come with a cost. You just have to weigh the cost. Yeah, and you definitely. have to You have to put it against whatever your ambitions for your business are because uh, you still might really like to train people up in your culture because you really like helping young guys. Just yeah. realize that that's going to lengthen your time frame to get where you want to go. Yeah, and that's... Like, I think that's totally cool to bring guys in, but I would just be cognizant of how that's affecting your business. Yeah, right? it's, it's not, it's a... It's very idealistic, yes. right? Yep. Yeah. Um, and if you, the thing is, like, if you really like training guys, then I would say you're going to get journeymen in there, you know, or people who know what they're doing, and you're going to end up training them anyways. Yeah. Because you're, like... If you're building your business properly, you're going to want to build a business that offers a ton of value to the customers, right? Mm-hmm. You have a certain way of doing things. Um, and it's going to take a lot of training on your part for your guys. Mm-hmm. Anybody who comes in, you're going to train them and teach them and grow them and turn them into better people, right? Yeah. So yeah, of course. You're going to you're gonna be able to itch that need mm-hmm. in your journeyman as well. Yeah, if yeah, you, definitely. If you have a need for that, because they still are people, and like, at the end of the day, what I find most fulfilling is just helping people in their journey as humans, becoming better humans, um, and that to me is way more fun and satisfying than just helping them learn like the skills of the job. Yeah, because that's like pretty basic. Yeah, learn the skills of the job. But what I really like is yeah. like helping people look at their life differently. Yeah, yeah. How to be a better person. Yeah. I mean, even just in like communicating with the customer, mm-hmm. like you can teach, mm-hmm. like you can get people, you can train people on communicating all day long. Yeah. Like that's a hard skill to learn, right? Yep. And it's a skill that requires constant uh, awareness of yourself. Yeah. Like even like, like I've communicated, I've been in like a, a customer service industry for most of all the things that I've done. Mm-hmm. You have to constantly watch yourself. Because oh, it's yeah. really easy to come and like to the situation and forget yourself and like have a bad interaction. Like, oh, great. Yep. Whew, I got to remember I can't say these things. Or I got to remember I got to approach it like this. Yep. Like this isn't just a shoe in that I'm going to do this really well. Yep. It's tough. Yeah. It's a tough one. So cool company. That's what we're trying to create, right? Cool company. So like you're trying to attract journeyman plumbers who know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are all the journeyman plumbers at? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> they're working. Yeah, sure. Right? They're mm-hmm. already working. Mm-hmm. We yeah, have of course. Tons of plumbing companies, huge need for plumbers, lack of people who actually know how to be a plumber, and everybody's mm. looking for plumbers. Mm, mm-hmm. So they're all working. Mm-hmm. Like even the guys who aren't that good are working, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And they're getting paid well. Mm-hmm. They've got good benefits. Mm-hmm. And so if we want them to come over to our company, we have to attract them with something that's better than where they're at currently. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if we just start a plumbing company and we're like, okay, I'm going to pay, you know, I I can only afford to pay mm-hmm. a little less than what these guys are paying. They're paying $52 an hour. I'll just, you know, I'll pay 35. Mm-hmm. Well, if you pay 35 and everybody else is paying 52 Number one, it's going to be really hard to get guys. Mm-hmm. Number two, the guys you are going to get are going to be the bottom of the barrel, right? Right. Yeah, because chances are they didn't work out, Like, if, especially if they're already journeymen, yeah. they didn't work out at these other shops. 
And so they got nowhere else to go except for your shop. They don't want to go to your shop because it's 35 bucks an hour. Yeah. And so there's already going to be some things you're going to have to like really work through there. Yeah. And so then, so then you're going to have this employee that's, you know, (laughs) bottom of the barrel. Mm -hmm. He's not going to be as knowledgeable. He's not going to be as good with the customers. He's not going to be as motivated. Mm -hmm. He's going to take more managing. Now by paying him less, you're just creating way more headache for yourself. Mm -hmm. And then like, if you try to scale that, like that at scale, if you have a bunch of those employees, they just take a ton of work managing, systemizing, dealing with, makes everything harder. Right. If those are the kind of people you're attracting to your business, right? right? Mm-hmm. So I think like, I think like for me, what we've always tried to do is just let's try to attract the best talent that we possibly can. Mm-hmm. And then we get what we get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Sure. So we... Like two things, we always price for mediocrity, but mm-hmm. then we strive for excellence. Right. Um, so we train for excellence, we expect excellence, we strive for excellence within the company, mm-hmm. but we have to price for what we actually get, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So what you're saying is that your price ends up being higher because you're not expecting your guys to like perform to the moon, even yeah. though you're training them to do so, you want them to do so, but you realize that they're not, they're probably not going to. Right. Yep. And then how do you like, so how did you like, like, what are you basing that on? Like, is there like, do you base it on a national average? You just based on what you've seen in your own business? Like, what do you mean by base it on? Well, like as far as like the performance of the guys coming into your business. Yeah. Cause I you mean, have to, cause you have to think about something as your pricing, right? True. Like, like yeah. you're expecting them to sell this much hours, and that way you can price a certain way. So how did you decide that? Yeah. So in the beginning, I like when I set my pricing, it was mm-hmm. just I just based it off national average, maybe a little okay. higher because, mm-hmm. you know, when I was out in the field, I was selling all of my hours, right? Yeah. So I'd sell my whole day plus yeah. some. So I'd yeah. work eight and sell ten. Yeah. But me as the business owner, I was super motivated. Yeah. And I was and I wanted to grow the business and it was my family on the line. It was my yeah. truck payments I had to make and my shop rent I had to make mm-hmm. and all of my expenses that I had to cover. Mm-hmm. So I could directly correlate like money coming in to that's money in my pocket. Yeah, it wasn't right. I'll get a paycheck next week yeah. kind of money. Yeah, I'll get mm-hmm. a paycheck whether I sell this or not. <clears throat> mm-hmm. it, that w- I didn't have that because mm-hmm. if I didn't sell it, I wasn't getting a paycheck, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, so you had <clears throat> lots of motivation to do so. Yeah, so of course you couldn't go in and be like, everybody's going to be like me. Yeah, and kind of in the beginning, I thought, you know, I honestly thought like people would do close to what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I knew they wouldn't be as motivated, but I thought that they would just come in and do as Close to as good as I'm doing. Did you right? sort of operate on the classic Jared Williams? Like, well, if I can do it, they can sell all these hours. Like, do you operate yeah. sort of in that same thing? Like, if I can do all this, then certainly they could do this yeah. as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. hey, why aren't you? Like, what's the deal? <laughs> it's not that hard. It's you just not go in there hard. And, like, sell the works. Come on. That's the funny part is it's not that hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But they, but it, you know, it's, it's, it's a job to them. Yeah. It's not, they don't own the business. Mm hmm. They care about their job and they might care about your company Mm -hmm. and you can, you know, play into that and help that out. But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's a job, right? Yeah. They wouldn't show up if they weren't getting paid. No, they would not. Nope. They don't care that much. (laughs) Nope. Not at all. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't even remember what you asked. So it was just, but you base your 
You looked at the national average, essentially, because that answers my question. Yeah, kind of. You know, I know that national average guys are going to sell like 50 to 60% of their time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So my guys mm -hmm, sell 55.4% mm -hmm. like clockwork. Yeah, so it's right, right there. Yeah. yeah. So we've gone back and calculated over the last couple of years. Didn't matter what we were priced at, what the weather was at, mm -hmm. how busy we were, how slow we were. We always average 55.4%. No matter what. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of telling, right? It yeah. does, it's just, that's just what it is. Yeah. And so that's how we price ourselves. Mm -hmm. Now, are we striving for 60%? Sure, of course. 65%, mm -hmm. 75% efficiency? Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. Do I have some guys that do better than that, than 55.4? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we do at times. Sure. Um, but then like they'll have, you know, I don't know, a fight with their girlfriend at home or something will happen and they'll yep. get in a bad mood and they'll show up and they'll have a terrible week, right? Mm -hmm. it just happens. Mm -hmm. So you definitely got a price for mediocrity, train for excellence, and then go from there. But like as far as attracting them to your business, right? Mm -hmm. Making your place a cooler place to work. Mm -hmm. Number one, you can pay them more, like we talked about. Yep. So, <clears throat> and by paying more, I mean like pay them quite a bit more. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, quite a bit more doesn't cost you a ton of money. Yeah, it doesn't cost your customer a ton of money. Yeah. But it makes a big difference on your guys' paycheck. Yeah, that's true. And ultimately, you want it to be a win-win-win. Like, you want to build a company where mm. your customers win, your employees win, and you win. Mm -hmm. Right? So, if guys in your area are getting paid 35 you can easily go pay them 40. Mm -hmm. Like if top wage is 35 and you go pay them 40, it's only an extra five bucks an hour. Mm -hmm. If you calculate that into your prices, you only have to be like two or three dollars more than mm -hmm. the next guy, right? And I mean, if anybody listening to this finds that hard to believe, I mean, grab a copy of the pricing calculator and, and run it in there because you'll see that like, you increase guy's wage and like it doesn't jump like you would think in your head. No, because you're factoring it. You've got like your overhead is a huge portion of your business. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Your overhead is like 30% of your business. And so you tack on like a couple bucks on your labor, which is usually about 25% of your business, 20 mm -hmm. to 25%. Like mm -hmm. you raise that a little bit and the overall effect it has on the cost of running your business isn't as big as you would think. Yeah. So you might end up having to raise your prices a few bucks an hour just to cover paying guys more, but it's totally worth it in the end. Yeah, because like if you raise the price of the customer like 25 or 50 bucks per hour, chances are that's not that's not going to change how many jobs you sell. But if you're telling somebody, hey, you can make five bucks more per hour at my shop, yeah, that $5 per hour communicates a lot. Like, I mean, even like, just think about it on a dollar dollar <laughs> comparison. Mm -hmm. If you're charging... $300 an hour mm -hmm. and you want to get better people in your business. So you pay them $5 an hour more. Let's say you give them $10 an hour more of extra stuff. Mm -hmm. Then you yep. can go charge three ten. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is $10 an hour going to make the difference to the customer? No. Hey ma'am, today your bill is going to be 600 and $600 or Hey ma'am, today your bill is going to be $620. Yeah. Like who cares? Right. Yeah. Average service calls two hours. Mm -hmm. Twenty dollar difference. Yep. Nobody cares. But to that guy, like ten dollars more per hour in benefits and pay, that's huge. Big deal. Like, like I know that like when I've gotten like a raise at my last job, and if I ever got a raise that was like three bucks per hour, yep. I'd be like, damn. 
I'm like, yeah, I'm making, I'm making a lot more money now. So just to think yeah. like somebody coming over to your shop and being like, you pay $10 more per hour. That's like a, like, whoa, that's like, that's like actual money. That's, that's not like a buck 50 more or $10 like $10 an hour more. That's 400 bucks a week. Yeah. Like that's, that's real money. 1600 bucks a month. Yep. That's a big deal. But then it does not translate direct into your pricing to where you have that same emotional, like, wow, we're charging way more now, yeah. which is like the cool thing about that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's kind of funny how that works. It is it? funny because again, like we're so used to being like, oh, I get a $5 per hour raise. This is crazy money. This is so cool. Yep. And we would just imagine that it would be a one-to-one translation into charging the customer that they would be like, oh, to afford that, you had to pay me like hundred or you had to charge me hundreds more per hour. Yep. But the one-to-one isn't there, nope. which is actually really to our benefit yep. because then we can easily pay guys more and the customer isn't like, we're not charging the customer outrageous things to do so. Right. And like what the problem is most people, and we talk about price a lot, but most people are more worried about their price than they are taking care of their employees. And to me, that's wrong. <laughs> yeah. And I mm-hmm. think you should, well, before I say what you should, what they're doing is they're trying to discount their customer. And by doing that, they are not taking care of their employees right. and themselves. Right. Yep. right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're trying to discount your customer by not charging them enough, mm-hmm. then something on the other end, either your employees or yourself is going to lose out on that. Yeah, something's got to give. Yeah. And usually it's both. Mm-hmm. Like if mm-hmm. you're super concerned about what you're charging the customer and the price you're charging the customer and you're worried about it and you're thinking about it and it's, mm-hmm huge concern of yours, then you're likely just ruining it on the other end of it. Right. Which then in turn will ruin it on the customer side as well, because you won't be able to fulfill to the scale that you can, or it will (coughs) be more costly for you to spend more time with that customer. Like something will give, like instead of it being a win, win, win situation, it's like a, a lose, but you're thinking you're winning because you're discounting the customer. And then that'll translate into a lose, lose for your employees um, and even your own pay. Yeah, and like there's examples of companies that run very well and get tons of work, have tons of customers, tons of five-star reviews who are priced on the higher end, so they're charging a lot to the customer, but in return, they're offering a lot of value to the customer, and then they're able to go take care of their employees, and the owner is taken care of as well, the Mm -hmm. owner and the owner's family, right? Mm -hmm. And the business runs so much better because of it. Mm -hmm. And the customers are super happy, right? Mm -hmm. So, and I think that's what people miss. They think they have this correlation of, if I charge them more, they're not going to buy my stuff and I'm not going to have a business. Right. But the reality is, if you charge them more, you can give them a better product Mm -hmm. and make them happier. Mm -hmm. And then you can take better care of your people. And then in turn, your business will do better. And then Mm -hmm. you can take better care of yourself, right? There was a, there was a, I watched a, uh, I don't know what it was. It must have been like some sort of event, home service mm-hmm. event with Tommy Mello. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he got up and he was talking and he said, he said, uh, he like asked everybody in the crowd, he's, he's talking garage doors. He owns yep. A1 Garage Doors. And he's like, hey, everybody, he named some part. I'm just going to, I don't even know garage door parts. We'll just <laughs> say a spring, okay? He goes, <laughs> got it. Name some part. And he goes, who's charging two grand for this? Mm-hmm. And a ton of people in the crowd raises their hand. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, who's charging four? few less people mm-hmm. and then who's who's charging at least seven mm-hmm. and like two people raise their hand mm-hmm. he goes i'm charging 10 mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and he was talking just trying to get them to raise their prices and he had somebody come up to him afterwards and mm-hmm. he's and he was like how 
Like, how do you sleep at night? Yeah. How do you sleep at night charging $10,000 $10, for this mm -hmm. spring, you know? Mm -hmm. And he's he asked him, tell me about your employees' benefits. Mm -hmm. Tell me about their 401k. Tell me about the tires on your CSR's car. Mm -hmm. Tell me about, you know, their paid time off. Mm -hmm. Tell me about the nice tools that they have and the nice vans that they mm -hmm. have. He goes, how do you sleep at night? Right. Right? Mm -hmm. It's a really good comparison there. Yep. Um, just totally flipped it on the guy. Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. So I and I mm -hmm. honestly think like if you can take care of your employees, your employees are going to take care of your customers. Yeah, and then you just have to charge whatever it costs to do that, mm -hmm. and you will have a very successful, thriving plumbing business. Yep. Back to my other example, there's tons of examples of businesses who are doing that. Mm -hmm. Like look at every well-known plumbing chain, garage door chain. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, HVAC chain, they're all doing that, mm -hmm. right? The Ken Goodrich, the Gettles of the year of of the United States, they're charging five to six hundred dollars an hour. Um, you've got A one Garage Doors, mm -hmm. they're up there five to six hundred dollars an hour. Mm -hmm. They all take really good care of their employees. They all charge the customer a lot of money, and they all bring a lot of value to the marketplace. Mm -hmm. I've done it with my business; it's worked out very well for us. Mm -hmm. Um, and we just continue to work on it. Right. Mm -hmm. So you can pay, you can pay them more, right? Yep. Just straight up, give them more money, mm -hmm. whether you're doing hourly or commission or piece rate, just make those dollar amounts higher mm -hmm. so that naturally they just have a bigger paycheck at the end mm -hmm. of the week. Mm -hmm. Right. And then when you go preach, you know, Hey, we're hiring, mm. then they're going to do the math in their head. And when you've got guys going, you know, coming over and working for you, they're going to go back to their old mm -hmm. place of employment. They're gonna be like, dude, I'm making way more money over here. Yeah. I'm making $400 yep. more a yep. week. That's huge. Yep. And that's like, they don't, don't discount that sort of avenue of getting employees because yeah. at my last job, when I moved over from my previous job, like I brought like three dudes over mm -hmm. because I was like, I called them up. I was like, guys, it's way better over here. Like, this is <laughs> yeah. what I'm experiencing. Like, y'all should. And also, cause I knew those guys would be useful. Yep. So I'd be like, you should come work over here. Cause it's a better place to work. Yeah. And like, those guys are still working at my last job. Yeah. Like, and they've been there for eight, nine years now. Yeah. And it's like, like there is a, there's an in there that you might be mistaking. Yep. And maybe that, I mean, I'm sure we're going to touch on this, but like, like what about like the quote unquote ethics about poaching guys from other companies? Dude, I think it's fair game. <laughs> like, <laughs> How <come>? like, <laughs> okay. So the same, the person that would be mad at me for talking to somebody at a supply house, like sure. talking to somebody else's employee at a supply house, because mm -hmm. I've done this. Mm -hmm. Guy rolls up in a van that's not mine, and I'm like, hey, dude, how's it going? Mm -hmm. Just gets to know him at first, mm -hmm. see him the next time. Hey, man, I see you around here a lot. We're always looking for good dudes. Mm -hmm. If you ever need a job, I'll give you a raise. I'll pay you more. I'll give you a brand new van, all the tools you want. Mm -hmm. Absolute freedom to do your job. It's going to be awesome. We're taking over the town, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That's how I got my first not my first guy, but the next three. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's how I got them. <laughs> yep. Um, so the person that would be mad at me for doing that, mm -hmm. same person would be totally okay if I put a job ad out. Yeah. What the hell's the difference? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm just telling them I'm hiring. What's yeah. the difference? Yeah, but you're trying harder. The job ad I put out is gonna be badass, right? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I'm gonna tell yeah. them all those things mm -hmm. plus more in a job ad. Mm -hmm. Like it's gonna be even better. Yep. It's going to have more specifics and everything. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's a really good point because for some reason it feels more 
oh, I don't know, offensive that you would be like personally trying to get guys to like, Jared, don't you know that's going to hurt my business when I lose these guys to yours? Yes, it is. So pay them more so you don't lose them. Well, right? or you could just not take them. The problem is they're like, oh, I can't afford to. And yeah, I'm like, right. Well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, you can. Yeah. <laughs> um, all you have to do is charge the customer a little more yeah. than you could afford to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I got, I have no problem with that. Yeah. And I kind of think that there is still like, there's a way to navigate that conversation that is going to be hard at first if you're not used to it. Yeah. But cause I think people enter into those space and it's a very conflict space, yep. both parties, right? Company A, who's trying to quote unquote, take employees from company B are prepped for a fight. But as soon as company A, who's trying to take those employees sort of realizes that like, this isn't like a conflict, this isn't a yeah. confrontation. This is just the free market of, I have a business, you have a business. I would like to get the best people working so I can provide the best service. Yep. So do you. Now it's up to these guys to choose who they want to work for. It's free market. Yeah. Like if they want to work for you, dude, awesome. Like that's like interpret that however you will to better your business, whether you interpret that as a critique or you're offended by me at the end of the day, it's dude's choice. Like who am I to not present something that could be helpful for him? If I've got companies coming over and trying to poach my guys, that just tells me I've got good guys. Yeah. Obviously, people are going to want them, mm-hmm. right? So I'm not going to be offended. Mm-hmm. Number two, if they can come over and pay my guys more, mm-hmm. it just tells me I'm doing something wrong. Right. Right? Which are both useful pieces of information. Yeah. Here's mm-hmm. the funny part. Nobody comes, they might come to my guys, but nobody comes to my guys with a better offer. Right. Because there isn't one in the marketplace, <laughs> right? Sure. We have the best offer. Mm-hmm. And that's how we attract top talent to my Mm -hmm. company. We just create the best offer. Mm -hmm. It's just like selling anything in the world. You create a really good irresistible offer Mm -hmm. and people feel dumb saying no to it, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's like Alex Hormozzi's book, 100 Million Offer. Just stack so much value in there Mm -hmm. that you offer it to them and they're like, Mm -hmm. holy shit, yeah, I gotta buy. Mm -hmm. Like you can't say no. I'd feel really stupid saying no to this. Have you ever had it where guys who maybe you approach feel like it's too good? to believe like they think that you're scamming them like dude there's no way you're gonna be there's no way like where's the scam like do you ever have that experience i had that in the beginning we don't anymore mm-hmm. now that i've got guys doing it proof and, of concept and is there and everything of, yeah, yeah it's there like it's happening and people know it's happening mm-hmm. um so no i don't anymore but gotcha yeah. in, the, in the beginning there was some guys that wanted to come over they probably mm. would have come over um they ended up not com- coming over for other reasons i mm-hmm. think you know, in the beginning, when you're new, it's it's people are uncomfortable because they're sure. like, this guy's new. He's offering mm-hmm. this really good offer. How's he pulling it off? Is he going to be able to continue to pull that mm-hmm. off? And so they're more comfortable, you know, getting paid less at a company that's been around for, you know, sure. 30 years. Yeah, sure. Which makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, but that just even more like, you have to attract them to your business somehow, right? Mm-hmm. So it's even more reason to make your offer just that much better. Yeah. Right. So you can pay them more. Back to that. Mm-hmm. Pay them more. Um, and then you can just, you know, there's so many different ways you can stack value on your offer of, mm-hmm. you know, you can create a better culture at your business. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> give them a better place to work. So like my guys, one thing that they always hated about their last jobs and me as well mm-hmm. was freedom. Mm-hmm. Like I obviously as a business owner, I love freedom, but I wanted, I wanted you to tell me, this is your job. This is what I expect at the end. He's like, these are the results that I want. Now go do it. Right. 
and I wanted the freedom to go do it. You're responsible for this middle chunk. Yeah. But instead, I, I always felt, you know, stifled. Mm-hmm. I wasn't set up for success. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the tools I needed. I didn't have the resources I needed. Sure. I wasn't allowed to do things that I needed to do in order to get the results that, like, on, oftentimes, I didn't even know the results that they wanted. Oh, so sure. I would have to set my own results, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then my I would always have really high expectations mm. and then not be able to reach those expectations because... Mm-hmm somebody else in the business has set these limitations on me, right? <laughs> yeah. And so I, yeah. I could never make it to what I thought should be achievable. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't do that to your guys. Mm-hmm. So let them come over and, and have them, let them have freedom over mm-hmm. their work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so best way to do that, like for us, we provide them with a place where they can show up to work. Mm-hmm. We give them a job to do. We clearly outline what we expect of them um, in an employee agreement mm-hmm. so they know like, okay, these are the results that the company wants and this is my job duties in there and this is how I'm going to be measured on my performance. Mm-hmm. And then we give them a credit card and a van and we say, whatever you need, go buy it. Mm-hmm. I don't care how much it costs. Sure. If you need it to hit these results mm-hmm. and get and hit these <clears> expectations, <throat> go do it. Mm. Like if, if there's a $10,000 tool you need, I don't care mm-hmm. if there's, if it's going to help you hit these results, if you can't hit these results without it, mm-hmm. go buy it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, whatever you need, don't care. Mm-hmm. Go make it happen. Mm. And then they go out and make it happen. So what are some of, um, have you ever had that, I don't want to say like go go wrong, but maybe like even in your situation, like when when did that? I don't know. Have you ever had that go wrong for you? Nope. Like not yet. What about close? Was there one moment where you're like, oh, that was a little little dicey? So I mean, I'll have guys like you know, not everybody has the same idea of what they need to go hit this expectation. Sure. So I've had guys go buy really stupid tools that maybe <laughs> cost me a thousand bucks, and I look at it and I'm like. What, why the hell did you buy that? <laughs> yeah. Right? That's yeah. like, what a waste. Yeah. But to them, mm. it was something that they felt like they needed in order to hit their goal. Did you have a conversation with them about that? Or did no. you just, oh, dude, I just, that's... I let it slide. Yeah. Because that's, yeah, that's important. And because I want them to feel like mm-hmm. my boss cares about me. He cares that I'm set up mm. for success. He's willing to, you know, spend money on mm-hmm. me being successful. Mm-hmm. So go for it. And that's so huge because you said, here's a credit card, go do whatever you need to do to do yep. this. And then if you were to be like, hey, so I noticed you bought this, don't you think that's a little excessive? Yeah. Then they would be like, oh, so that's not really the jam here. It's really have a credit card. I'm doing air quotes, everybody listening. Have a credit ah. card, go do whatever you want. <laughs> yep. But really, Jared's just going to hound me about my purchases because right. that will that will clamp down any initiative. Yeah. Like, because I mean, really, like if we go if we go to like break it to a little bit higher level and we start talking about like, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs where the top being self-actualization where you're like, oh, wow, I am making choices independent of anybody else to go out and achieve the goals that I am setting for myself. Yeah. Like if you can get your coworkers and your technicians like performing in that headspace. Yeah. Oh, bro, you're like, you're winning. Because that technician is waking up like, oh, I'm going to go to work today. I'm going to buy these things to achieve this job. I'm like making my own destiny and my own eight to 10 hour work day. Yep. And and you can set that expectation up front of I'm giving you this credit card so you can go get what you need and 
I trust that you're only going to buy stuff that you need, yeah. right? To actually achieve these results. Yeah, so you can sort of bake and in... Not, and not waste my money. Yeah, and you right? can sort of bake into them like a lot of high trust because you can be like, you're already affirming them that like, yes, you are trustworthy. Yep. Yes, you will make good choices and I believe these things of you. Yeah. Why would I think otherwise? Yes. You interviewed very well. Yep. You know, you've shown yourself capable in your training. So why would I think otherwise? Yep. I'm happy to see the five-star reviews comes in. Yes, on the flip mm. side of that, mm -hmm. the only thing I do give them crap for is when they go buy a junkie tool oh, or like, sure. Or like one that really gets me that pisses me off is when I see crappy hoses. Mm. I hate crappy <laughs> hoses. <laughs> and so like, I'm serious. I'll like, sometimes I'll go to the shop and I'll be like, why the hell did somebody buy this $2 mm. piece of junk hose? Mm -hmm. And so most of the time I'm not going to my guys and being like, guys, don't spend this money. Don't spend this money. Most of the times it's, I'm going to them and I'll be like, guys, don't buy junk. Spend the extra money on <laughs> yeah. good stuff. Yeah, sure. I mm. want you guys to be set up the best, right? Yeah. I mm -hmm. want your, I want you to buy the stuff you need to buy to make your job as easy as possible. Yeah. The junk hoses down there <laughs> are going in the dumpster. So somebody's going to have to go buy new hoses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like mm. that's, that's more of the conversations we have, right? Yeah. You give people the responsibility mm -hmm. and you set the expectation and they typically are, are cognizant of that. They don't want to come to work and do something you don't want them to do. Yeah, of course. They want to come to work and they want to do a good job. Mm -hmm. Most people, mm -hmm. right? Um, and I, I, I guess maybe I believe in humanity to that level of like, yeah. I really think most people are good people mm -hmm. deep down. And then if you give them the chance to be a good person, mm -hmm. typically they're going to be a good person. Yeah, and you give them like, I mean, you trust them to make the right choices and then you give them more responsibility that they were expecting. Yeah. They're going to like guard that because yeah. it becomes precious to them. Yeah. Where they're like, wow, Jared trusts me a lot to just give me a credit card and yeah. a van that I get to take home. Yeah. I don't want to like violate this agreement by doing something foolish. Yeah, because at their last job, mm. guess what happened? They, they didn't have any freedom to yeah. do it the way they needed to do it, right? Yep. And so to me, that's a big deal. So- you can pay them more, you can give them more freedom, mm -hmm. and then you can just, you know, that was kind of in the culture thing. Mm -hmm. So in your culture, like, you can give them more freedom, um, and that's like, you know, more freedom, not yelling them at them about all the stuff they're buying, you know, mm -hmm. it, that's huge. Um, and then in culture as well, you can build something where, you know, it's a team effort, yeah. Where you're all working together, mm -hmm. where when they come in in the day, they're recognized and appreciated. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not this, you know, I've worked at a lot of shops where it's everybody hates being there. Mm -hmm. It's a grumpy environment. Everybody's, why'd you do this? Why'd you do that? Mm -hmm. Are you stupid? Yeah. How come, come, how come you didn't do this? Mm -hmm. Or, or why'd you waste money on that? Or you mm -hmm. bought that extra part for no reason? Or mm -hmm. you parked in my spot? <laughs> or something dumb, right? Yeah, yeah. If And if you can, and it takes work sure. to do that, but if you can from day one just treat people with respect, mm -hmm. um, tell people they did a good job when they do a good job, mm -hmm. and just build this culture of teamwork in mm -hmm. your business, like that, to me, to me between the pay, the freedom, and the culture, mm -hmm. you got it. Yeah. Like, those guys are going to come over. Yeah, and then they're right? going to talk to their friends, and then you're going to get more people. 
And I think I would say like, and you can tell me what you think about this, but I think it's really important for you to keep a watch on your very high performers. You're very, yeah. like your guys who are very skilled, keep a watch on them because ultimately all the guys who are coming in who are less skilled, yep. they're going to look up to that guy. Yes. And if that guy is just a bull in a china shop, just like talking yep. a bunch of shit to everybody, like that can really tip your culture. Yes. And it sucks because that guy can potentially like that really high performer guy, he can really do a ton to shift your culture in a good direction. Yeah, man, he can make life hell for everybody else. Yes. So he you can. just got to keep an eye on that guy and then yeah. just make sure that like, Hey man, these are expectations for you as well. Like, yeah, I would pull that guy aside and I would tell him, look, all these guys look up to you. Yep. You have an opportunity to like really set the pace here. Mm -hmm. And if you come in here and you're yelling at them and you're telling them they're doing a terrible job, mm -hmm. They're never going to get to the point where you actually want them to be. Yep. But if you can be more encouraging and more of a teacher and more of a leader to them, mm -hmm. they're going to rise to the occasion. Mm -hmm. And so that's on you. Yep. Right. And if you can't come in here and do that in my business <laughs> and you bring down my culture by coming in here and yelling at them, mm -hmm. then they're not going to be the ones to leave. You are. Right. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, one bad fish ruins the whole pond, right? Yeah, definitely. And you, and you can't have that happen. Mm -hmm. And that's something like we have some guys like that. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we constantly have to bring them in and mm -hmm. remind them of because they're mm -hmm. just naturally, they're naturally higher performers. They naturally yep. want to push for mm -hmm. higher performance, mm -hmm. want to push for excellence. And then mm -hmm. when the people around them aren't on the same level, it's really frustrating to them. Yeah. And, and it makes sense, but it's almost like the next levels of that person is like, hey, so you value performance, but really you, what I would say is like, hey, you value performance to see how you work, mm -hmm. but I don't think you really value performance because if you did, you'd be encouraging everybody else to perform better in a way that actually worked. And I would yep. say- all these guys that you've talked to, have they gotten any better at their jobs? Well, yeah. well, no, but that's their fault. And I'd be like, huh, I'm just going to say it's your fault. Yep. Like you're holding them to a level, but you're not actually doing anything about it. Yeah. Like I would just try to push them and make them think differently that aligns with their core values of performance and then just point out a couple blind spots. Yep. And then they can be like, oh, dang, hopefully, right? And it takes yeah. work. And sometimes like I had a, I mean, I talk about boots all the time, but he yeah. was that way where he, mm -hmm. he's this old pilot guy, super curmudgeon. He taught me so many good things in my life, but was just an asshole. Yeah. Uh, but I'd have to talk to him. I was like, listen, like people, you, people love you, but the way that you talk to people sometimes just sucks, dude. If you could just like curve that a little bit, you could make so many people so good at what they do, but you yep. just decide you want to just bring them down. And yeah. it's just not helpful. Like, just don't do that. Um, and it's a tough conversation to have, but like if, if you can flip that guy, yep. that could be a huge instrument in your culture. Because now you're not just driving yeah. culture, you're alone. Now you have a partner who's driving culture, along with your general manager, of course, or whomever. Yep. 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 Whenever we have, like whenever we got to do something like that, like pull guys aside and talk to them about something that, you know, maybe they did wrong or whatever, we always pull them aside and we actually have a process for this. Mm. So it's like our management is trained on it of we pull them aside mm -hmm. and we say, hey, man, you know, thanks for doing this, this and this. You're right. doing really good here, here and here. Mm -hmm. um, there's this one thing, though. It's I don't know what's going on. It's, it's not like you to act this way sure, or to yeah. do this thing. Mm -hmm, you know, typically mm -hmm. you act this way. Mm -hmm. um, so I just wanted to pull you aside and ask you about it. What's mm -hmm. going on? Are you all right? Do you need more? 
you know, sure. is, are we not giving you the help you need? Are we not, mm-hmm. are we booking you out too much? Are we expecting too much of you? What's going on? Mm, sure. Like, give them those outs, give them the positive reinforcement first. Mm-hmm. So they know that mm-hmm. you like each other yep. and you value them. They and value them. Mm-hmm. And then give them like a few options of maybe what's going on. Right. Mm-hmm. And one of those options is, Hey, we're not doing our job. Yeah. And stopping sure. you from doing your job. Yep. And that just puts them, it totally takes their guard down mm-hmm. and they can just come to you and go, oh yeah, you know, I think mm-hmm. typically it's like, oh yeah, I think I'm just stressed out because I just moved or, right. you know, I bought a new house and I'm low on finances right. or or something. Um, and I would say, try to help them out. Yeah. Like, oh, you're low on finances? Dude, you want to make some extra money? Yep. I'll, give, I'll tell you what, if you sell mm-hmm. X amount of jobs this week, I'll give you a $500 bonus mm-hmm. or something like that, right? Yep. Yeah. Or man, dude, you bought a new house. Congrats. Let me give you a bonus. Yeah. Like help you out. Yeah. I didn't know about that. Like yeah. that's so cool that you did that. Yeah. Super mm-hmm. cool. Those kinds of things. Yeah. So yeah. Build a better culture. Mm-hmm. Make it a cooler place to work. You'll yeah. attract more technicians. Yeah. And <clears throat> there's, <clears throat> but I mean, the other thing is like, you could build all that, and then if nobody knows about your business, nobody yeah. knows you're hiring, mm-hmm. what good does it do? It's, it's just like with getting customers. If you could build, you could have the best pricing, you can have the best fulfillment, you could have the coolest vans, but if nobody knows who you are, you don't have any work, right? <laughs> yeah. So what good is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> same with like your plumbing business, you got to market for your employees mm-hmm. and it needs to be something that's like consistent. Yeah. Sure. So everybody in your town needs to know when they hear your plumbing company, mm-hmm. they need to think, Oh, those guys are, I've seen those guys around. They're good plumbers. They do good work. Mm-hmm. They might be expensive, but they're awesome. They have mm-hmm. really good customer service and they're always hiring. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That needs to be what you need to like pound in people's heads mm-hmm. over and over mm-hmm. and over and over again. Those guys are always hiring. Sure. That way somebody's at, you know, somebody working at another shop because everybody's already working. Yes. Right? Yep. All the good plumbers are already working. Yep. But they're going to go in and have a bad day or their boss is going to piss them off or that company's going to get scared of the economy and they're going to lay people off. Right. And everybody that is out of a job now is going to know that company, they're always hiring. Yeah, they're going to remember that because they, they have mm-hmm. seen that. Yep, but it has to be a consistent thing. You have to constantly advertise for it. You have to constantly push it out into the community, constantly mm-hmm. post on social media about it. Mm-hmm. Just make it a thing. Like, mm-hmm. dang, these guys are always hiring. Mm-hmm. Like, almost weird. Mm-hmm. Like, how are these guys always hiring? Yeah, because I think some people will interpret that as like, they must have a lot of turnover. So yeah. Like, so like, what would you say to like that? Like, if that's the objection, like, Jared, but I don't want people to think that I'm always going through guys. I don't think that. I think I think that I don't think people will think that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people are going to think like you're just always looking for really good dudes. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they're everybody knows they're hard to find. Mm-hmm. Like really, sure. really good employees mm-hmm. are hard to find. Mm-hmm. Always trying to curate my team. Mm-hmm. Always trying to be better. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. So you can do that through all of your marketing and advertising. Mm-hmm. Like for us, we do. We do a lot. So we do Facebook, mm-hmm. like social media just in general. Every social media platform, we pretty much post, what, one or two we're hiring mm-hmm. posts per week. Mm-hmm. And then we go put money behind those and put them out in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of times what's funny is 
these little old ladies, they'll get on there, they'll see them and they'll share them to the, you know, Fairbanks Facebook groups or yeah. the local Facebook groups mm-hmm. shared to, you know, Fairbanks job ads or whatever. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah. You Thanks. Guys, you guys are nice. You guys are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Good people. Yeah. So it gets out quite a bit there. Um, we also do YouTube ads. So we have mm-hmm. now hiring YouTube ads. We do postcards that we go drop at all of the supply shops. Mm-hmm. So we've got postcards there. And they're cool looking postcards. They're not just this lame little thing. Yeah. Like ours has a guy sitting on a, he's sitting on like a blow up flamingo mm-hmm. raft at the beach. And it's like his back. Mm-hmm. And you're like, he's like staring out over the ocean and he's mm-hmm. got a beer in his hand mm-hmm. and you're looking at his back mm-hmm. and it says, want to be a happy plumber? Mm-hmm. Flip this card over. Mm-hmm. So they flip it over and then it's, we're hiring, right? right? Here's all of our benefits. Here's the details. Yeah. It's going to be way mm-hmm. better. We'll give you a pay raise, um, mm-hmm. all the good stuff, right? Yeah. Cause you still got to get them in. You still got to get people to look at. I mean, we talked about this, I don't know when it was, but you still have to entertain, right? Yeah. There is value and entertaining within yep. your marketing, within your advertising. Yes. Because that is a going to make that person pause and stop. Because if they just see a generic card, they're like, oh, you're hiring. Like, yeah, cool, man. Don't care. But yeah. if you get that card in somebody's hand, they're going to flip it over and they're already going to, their brain's going to absorb that information. Yep. And they're going to know, huh, Yep. these guys are hiring. Yep. Weird card, but they're hiring. Yeah. Right? I don't know how I feel about that, but I'll, <laughs> that'll get filed away in my brain somewhere. No. It'll be there. I think most people will appreciate humor yeah they'll i think like, so ah, too good when they got yeah. me right yep. yeah yeah because that's how like they'll see it especially if they're aware they'll be like ah i was supposed to pick this up you know <laughs> that's what i see like when yep. i interact with a funny ad i'm like oh you got me <laughs> damn it <laughs> actually especially with emails like all like pit vipers got great emails oh yeah and i'll open up their emails i'm like dang they got me with that you know yep so one got me the other day it was jared you wanted this right question mark yeah. i was like i wanted what yeah <laughs> and i clicked on it the funny thing is is i know they're like they're just trying to get me to open this so they can see an increase in their open rate and yeah. i'm like mm, okay. but i'm gonna open i'm it. just gonna check it out anyway screw yeah. it so it's the same thing with your advertise so make it funny so we've got social we've got youtube we've got flyers at the shops we've brought in free donuts at the shops mm-hmm. right on the top of the donut box free donuts then when they lift up the lid, put, we're hiring on the back of the <laughs> lid, you know, another yeah. little card with all the benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, then the, they'll be like, oh, donut. Oh, they're hiring. Yeah. Oh, still, I got but a then donut. They'll be like, though. man, I got, these guys are giving out donuts. Yep. They're cool dudes, mm-hmm. right? Um, what else do we do? We've got um, Google display ads going out. We're hiring. Mm-hmm. We, anybody who goes to our, like on our website, that's another good one. We've got now hiring page on our website i see guys miss that all the time like doing social media for companies like i'd almost say like the majority of our clients don't have a no now hiring page on your website and first off like guys a professional website is like a must like don't (laughs) make your own i mean yeah like the very beginning nope don't make your own okay don't make your own even then just just like hire somebody just hire somebody because it's like uh, let's see buy a domain and put like under construction. Yeah, because then it's go like, hire somebody. It it really it feels cheap looking at a home brewed website, just like when you pick up like a cheap whatever. You pick up a cheap tool, you pick up a cheap anything, you're like, oh, this is kind of flimsy. Yeah. This is kind of like, like you buy a piece of furniture to build in your house yeah. and it's like really cheap. It, you know it. Same thing with a website. Yeah. They're it, gonna what's gonna happen? You're gonna look cheap, they're gonna call you, you're gonna come out, you're gonna be expensive. Yep. And they'll be like, what the hell? They're like, why? why? But if you look yeah. expensive and you mm-hmm. look valuable and you come out and you're expensive, they're mm-hmm. like, damn, that was good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely have a good website, but then have a now hiring section in there. Cause I see it yep. missed all the time. Yep. 
So now hiring section on your website mm-hmm. and then have a form to fill out to apply. Yeah. And then that form should be super simple, super short. First name, last name, phone number, mm-hmm. email. Do you have plumbing experience? Right. Submit. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I see people <laughs> get on there and they're, they got like a full on application on yeah. their website. Yeah of like 10,000 things to fill out just to apply at your company. Mm-hmm. And it's like, plumber's attention span is really short, especially when they're trying to do something on the internet. I think like people's, typically, people's attention span is really true. short. <laughs> so like, the, I remember seeing a statistic. If it's over, if it takes them longer than 10 minutes to fill it out, <sighs> it was like only 20% of them. I think you lose 80% after 10 minutes. Yep. I'm, I guarantee you it's worse for plumbers. <laughs> are you speaking from personal experience right yeah i wouldn't fill out a 10 minute application oh dude no way i'd be like i don't even want to work for these guys 10 minute application what I was else trying to, are they gonna make me do i was trying to pay my taxes and like just go on to the irs website like pay my taxes oh, they had yeah. to put in a form and i was like you know what yeah you don't want my money that bad like where like just where do you want me to pay please tell me you made your taxes <laughs> jared i did pay my taxes okay. <laughs> yeah anyway form super short yeah those few things um, and then like on ours, we've got a little video mm-hmm. of the guys talking about how awesome it is to work there. Mm-hmm. That's super relatable. And then just a list of all the benefits. Mm-hmm. And then anybody who interacts with any of your advertising, you can send them to that page on your website. Sure. And then you can retarget them. So like if they go to that now hiring page, but they mm-hmm. don't fill out your form, then you throw them in a retargeting campaign mm-hmm. and then you just show them more of your ads. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we're hiring. Hey, we're hiring. Yeah. And then after, like, if they've gone there and they've sub- haven't submitted the form, you throw in a, a sign-on bonus. Sure. So, like, if somebody goes to our now hiring, mm-hmm. um, and they didn't fill out the form, then we throw in five thousand dollar now hiring bonus, mm. right? And so they start seeing that everywhere they go. Yeah. And then they, they start, start seeing, seeing my YouTube idea. ad. Yep. Um, another thing you do is you can do geotargeting. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can fence all the shops where your guys go, okay? And then you can start feeding ads to anybody who goes inside of that area. Mm-hmm. So you can go to Google, you can select an area on a map, and you can mm-hmm. say, anybody that goes in this area, I want them to see this ad. Yep. So, and this is something you can have your marketing company set up. Mm-hmm. But basically, if you've got 10 companies in town that are all doing plumbing service work, go draw a circle around each and every one of those shops <laughs> and all the supply yeah. houses mm-hmm. and start feeding ads to anybody who goes in there. Mm-hmm. Now hiring. Mm-hmm. You're going to get guys that way. Mm-hmm. Right? So now everybody knows, everybody knows you got killer pay, hmm. banging benefits, mm-hmm. super cool culture. They see your vans driving around. They go on Google. They see all your five-star reviews. Mm-hmm. They're like, this company's doing something different. I want to get involved. Yeah, I think that's a key part is just that right there. Like, because a lot of times people will, like, the whole idea of like, oh, this is different than what I'm experiencing. Like, this actually could have legs for me than just what they're currently doing. Like, I think that is huge. Like, there's certain things having a successful plumbing business that's going to be very similar, like the pricing. If you're successful, you're going to be priced a certain way. You're going to be doing marketing a certain way. But then there's these little differences, yeah. that you'll start to find in there. And yep. most communities don't have like 10 really banger plumbing companies happening. Yeah. Just the nature of how many people have a plumbing business and they're not doing it right is 
is far more than the amount of people who are doing it right. Yep. Yeah. And I think like a little off topic, but you nailed it on the head right there. If you want to be successful in your plumbing business, mm -hmm. it boils down to a few basic things. Yeah. You have to charge enough to the customer mm -hmm. that you actually make money at the end of the day. You have to market your plumbing business so that you actually get customers, mm -hmm. right? And then you have to give those customers a really high value service. Mm -hmm. So you have to provide them with a service where they're willing to go onto Google and leave you five stars. Yeah. So you have to wow them <laughs> in some sort yeah. of sense. Mm -hmm. But then I think the part that a lot of people miss is you have to take care of the people in your business. Yeah. They have to make more money working for you. Mm -hmm. like you have to actually care about them. Mm -hmm. I genuinely want all of my employees to mm -hmm. make more money. Yes. Like if I yeah. can, yeah. if mm -hmm. I can finagle away or figure out a way mm -hmm. to where everybody makes more money, mm -hmm. but I still do very well and I can still maintain my profit margins. Mm -hmm. Badass. Yep. Like that would make me that that would make me super happy mm -hmm. to go into my company and know. Every single person in here mm -hmm. has a better opportunity because mm. of the way that I've decided to run my business, and the yeah. decisions that I have made. Yep. That's cool. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think that pretty much sums up like how you get technicians. Mm -hmm. It's even with all that stuff, mm -hmm. it's still tough. Yeah. It's still a slow, ongoing, continual process. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but if you do that, if you do all of the things we just talked about, you're going to do more than your competitors are doing. Yes, because I think what happens is people will be like, because, you know, again, like I talked to a lot of guys and there's like this idea that like the only labor I can get is like really crappy because, yeah. and this is what I've heard right now a lot. Um, it's just nobody knows how to work right now. Yeah. And, you know, that could be true, but mm -hmm. at the same time, like I hear it so much that I'm like, yeah, this just kind of sounds like an excuse at this point. Like, well, it's it's two things. Like they're either they're probably not charging enough to the customer to be able to pay for the really good guys. Yep. So they're not actually attracting good talent. Mm -hmm. But then two, they probably have way too high of expectations. Yeah, that too. Right. Mm -hmm. So they're looking at themselves and they're like, you know, they wait. Like when I was working for myself, I'd wake up and I would bust my ass from mm -hmm. seven a.m. to five p.m. every single day, mm -hmm. and I would go do. I mean, I was as efficient as possible. Mm -hmm. I was getting stuff done mm -hmm. because it's your business. Yep. Nobody comes to work like that. You're like, you've got to lower your expectations. Yep. Especially because it's so hard to get people mm -hmm. and you're not going to get all the A players. Mm -hmm. The A players, mm -hmm. sure. you're an A player. Guess what's happening? You're going out and you're starting your own business, yep. right? Because there's a huge need for plumbers mm -hmm. and you can make way more money mm -hmm. um, and have way more freedom, right? Mm -hmm. All the things that people want. Mm -hmm. And so you're just not going to get all of those. Right. So you have to lower your expectations. Like what you get is what you get. Mm -hmm. You want to try and get the best you can get. Sure. But with plumbing, mm -hmm. what you get is what you get. Mm -hmm. And you have to set your expectations to where your guys are performing. Mm hmm and you have to, well, you can expect greatness, but when you're expecting to like, when you're projecting like, okay, I'm going to get this level of talent and I'm going to have to charge this much for it. You just got to say, okay, I'm, I'm getting mediocre. I got a price for mediocre. Right. Um, at the end of the day, I know they're going to probably perform mediocre. We're going to strive for excellence, but mm -hmm. at the same time, we got to set our business up for mediocre. Mm -hmm. 
and kind of lower your expectations of your guys. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going to get pissed off. Yeah, you will. And I think it's also important to just like don't dip into the pessimism that is like the narrative that like after COVID, no, everybody works at home. Nobody knows how to work. Right. Like, yeah, that could be true in certain circumstances, but let's not just be pessimistic about it because yeah. one, that's not doing you any good. No. It's actually not increasing your chances of finding yeah. talent because yep. you've already given up that, well, nobody out here knows how to work anymore because of all these things, politically yep. this and all this kind of stuff. And it's just With like- With that kind of attitude, you'll never be able to grow your business. Yeah, because you've just, you've you, bought into- You gave up. Yeah, you gave up, and then you said like it's impossible to get guys. And what happens when you do that mentally is you stop innovating. Like, yeah, your brain says, "Oh, okay, this guy." You know, my brain is saying, "Oh, Joel, shut down on that area of thinking. Let's just turn off those brain cells and focus on a different problem." Because I've just dismissed it at unsolvable. I'm just always going to be where I'm at. There's no way yep. I can change anything. That's the difference between successful people and not successful people. Mm. People who are successful don't do that. Right? They look at. I need guys to run my business. Mm-hmm. How the hell am I going to get guys to come work for me? Mm-hmm. And I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get them to come work for me. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. That's how successful people look at it. Mm-hmm. People who aren't successful are the ones who give up. Yep. Like the only difference between successful and not mm-hmm. successful sure. Sure. is just not giving up and then going, okay, how? Like yeah. Rather than giving up, they go, how am I going to overcome this? Right. That's what makes you successful. Yeah, so you should be looking at like in your area when you're like, yeah, but but Joel, Jared, there is nobody in my area. You're like, okay, well, let's just assume there is. Like instead of just making that assumption, like let's assume that you actually haven't done all the things. Um, Even if there isn't anybody in your area, go look in another area. Yeah, sure. Figure out a different way to solve the problem. Just figure it out, Mm -hmm. whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because I think in... uh, this is a question that you probably can't answer. Maybe you can. What are some unsolvable problems in your plumbing business? Ooh, I don't know. I don't have unsolvable problems. <laughs> yeah, because because I mean, like, cause sometimes hiring feels like an unsolvable problem, which is just why I asked the question. Like, because, yeah. like, just directly what you just said. Like, because I'm thinking of your company in Alaska, where it's like, oh, I can't even get guys. We have to- a hard. We have a really hard time getting guys, mm-hmm. and it's been a problem. Mm-hmm. And I think in the past, I've thought like, okay, it's. Not that it's unsolvable, but that our ability to get higher guys is just going to be really slow. Yeah. And I've come to accept that. But even in the last month or so, I've been challenging myself on that and going, okay, is this actually true? Like, can we do better here? And just by shifting the way that I think about it, Mm -hmm. we've been able to come up with some different solutions to be able to get guys to come over, Mm -hmm. to be able to be able to pay more even more than we already do, mm-hmm. offer better benefits than we already do, mm-hmm. um, and then incentivize the guys more based on performance mm-hmm. um, in hopes that like we're getting ready to roll out a different pay structure mm-hmm. that if we can roll it out, it only has to raise our efficiency by 1% right. to pay for itself. Mm-hmm. And then anything beyond that is extra money. Sure but it's a really good incentive program for the guys. Mm-hmm. So they're going to make more money no matter what. Sure. And I'm banking that they're going to make mm. more money, but it's going to raise our our performance 1%. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that it'll raise our performance more than that. Sure. And then not only will my guys make more money, but I'll make more money. Mm-hmm. Um, the, and the only reason I haven't rolled it out yet is I need to link in, okay, I want them to be incentivized to do better. Um 
and I want to make more money because of it, and I want them to make more money because mm-hmm. of it, but I got to figure out the link of how we ensure that the customer is still taken care of 100%. Yeah. yeah. So we're sitting there working on it. We're going to roll it out here, I don't know, probably in the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. But like we're always trying. We're yeah. always innovating. We're always tweaking. We're mm-hmm. always pushing. Mm-hmm. We're not giving up on hiring guys. Yeah. That would be the death of my business. Yeah. Right? Definitely. I always heard people say, you know, if you're not growing, you're dying. Mm-hmm. And I think that's true, mm-hmm. but I understand it in a much different way. I used to like think of it as like, okay, if I'm not buying vans, hiring guys, doing yeah. more work, yeah. I'm dying. But the kind of growing we've been doing mm. um, probably over the last year, I would call it less growing and more maturing as yeah. a business. Yeah, that's a good way to put and it. So mm-hmm. that's kind of the growth path that we're taking. Mm-hmm. And I think if we weren't doing that, yes, we would be dying. Yeah, and even for you as a business owner, like you can find your mind starts to drift away and starts to stagnate at solving the prospector problems. Yeah. Because if you say, oh man, now this is it. We've arrived. Then your mind again, same thing when you say, oh, there's no plumbers around. That part of your brain just sort of shuts down. Yep. The problem solving your brain that's looking at your business or looking at your hiring problem because you've already admitted that defeat. You've already said, we're good. Yeah. Uh, we, we're done. Yep. And the brain says, cool, man, let's do something different. Exactly. And then slowly that company or that it'll just atrophy and you know, you'll have to get back into it anyway. So it's like, it's just keeping the brain sharp by going in and refining different things is like a good exercise. Yeah. Always trying to get better. Mm -hmm. It's, you can build that into your culture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, sure. Because like all, like, you know, my general manager is always trying to get better. Mm -hmm. My technicians, he's pushing my technicians to always get better. Mm -hmm. Part of an area that we've that we've kind of slacked in is helping our CSRs be better. Mm-hmm. So we're working on setting up systems to where they can get better at their mm-hmm. job. Um, yeah, you should always be pushing forward somehow, somewhere, some way. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, you're dying. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me ask you. This is a completely off-topic question. Uh huh. Um, but sometimes it feels like really tiring when we're trying to always get better. Mm-hmm. Like, what are some good ways to maybe like? I don't want to say just like relax, but like. What have you found like is a way where you can be like, man, like I'm exhausted about always trying to get better. How can I like recoup some energy to come back into the next day or the next week or the next month, re-energize to like get my hands dirty and start doing stuff again? Does that does that question make sense to you? Um, it does, but I don't think I get that way. Really? I think I get mm-hmm. energy from pushing forward. Mm, sure. Cause I mm, okay. I can't stand sitting around doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Like I've tried my wife hates it because like I'll I have to force myself to wake up, read my Bible. Mm-hmm. I do my journal, which is good because it helps set my my brain right because I'm mm-hmm. slightly I get slightly scatterbrained. <laughs> um, yeah, pivotable. And if I can start my day by like reading my Bible, mm-hmm. and sure. If I try to read my Bible at nighttime, my brain's already scattered. Yeah, and sure, I, sure, sure. And I'll be reading it and. I won't know what it's, I wouldn't even know what I'm reading. I'll yeah. be thinking about something else. Mm-hmm. So if I, so I got to do it first thing in the morning. Um, and then in my journal, I always write, you know, something I'm thankful for, mm. which helps my brain set my brain on like, okay, I do have things to be thankful for. Like yeah, my life yeah. is pretty dang good. Yeah. Right. Um, cause I get stuck in the, like, mm-hmm. I'm always pushing forward mm-hmm. and I'm not, and I want to go faster, yeah. harder, yeah. better, more. Right. So that puts me back in like the, <laughs> no, you know what? This is pretty dang good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah. a good life. Like, yeah. thank you for this. Yeah. Uh, and then I I write down the things that I need to get done today. Sure. 
that meant, so when I get those things mm-hmm. done, I feel good about it. Yep. Which helps me out. Yep. But here's, so then I do those things. Like I have to force myself to do those things. Yeah. It's a habit. And then we, me and my wife, we go take my dog for a walk. Mm-hmm. This is my morning routine as mm-hmm. of late. I've tried a lot of different things. Yes, I know. I remember um, when you were waking up at 4 a.m. like a month ago. Yeah, and I, and I loved it because I would wake up and I would get to work. Like I'd go make my coffee and I'd come in this, I'd sit at my desk and I would just boom. boom so much stuff getting done. Bang out tons of mm-hmm. work. And to me, the, as soon as I get some work done, I'm like, yes. Yeah. We're, we're moving forward. Yeah. Like we're going somewhere, mm-hmm. right? The problem is that never ends. Work yeah. never ends. Sure. Um, there's always forward movement you can make. Mm-hmm. You can always get better. Mm-hmm. And so you could do that 16 hours a day, every mm-hmm. day for the rest of your life, but you're not going to be physically fit. Mm. You're not going to be mentally healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, you're probably not going to eat very healthy because you're going to spend all of your time working. Mm-hmm. You're so, not going to sleep as much because you're waking up at four, but you're still going to yeah. bed at 10. You end up having like a very unbalanced life, yeah. right? Anyway, we go walk the dog and and I'm like, just yeah. I want to get back and get yeah. to work. Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, come on. I get mm-hmm. antsy. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. so I to answer your question, I don't know, right? Well, no, I think you did answer it because like for I mean, it's gonna be different for everybody. It is. Um, but I think it's let's see. Which is sort of like a lame answer because then everybody's like, well, that's not helpful if it's going to be different for everybody. Dude, something, but, I've, but so, I, something I've learned over the last, mm-hmm. I don't know, year, because I've been struggling with, you know, because I moved out of my business, yeah. moved down here, and there's tons of work to do. We've got three businesses going now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like you could just work all day, like I said. But, and I, so I go like, and I'll, I'll like see these morning routines or figure out yeah. how they, you know, schedule their day or how mm-hmm. they use their time. Yep. And everything I've tried from somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Does yeah. not work. I actually, now I'm thinking about all the things when you're like, Joel, time blocking, it's going to change. It's changed my life. Yeah. And yeah. I loved it for a minute. And then I found the defaults of it or the faults of it. Yeah. And it's like, it, it doesn't work for everybody. Yeah. Like you have to do just what yeah. works for you. Actually, that's actually a good point to think about. I still think it's worth talking about is because we go on the internet and we see people like, once I started time blocking using this program or not even like, let's pretend it's not selling something. Mm-hmm. I started time blocking and it changed my life. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, this is great. But again, like we're hoping that's going to solve all of our problems yeah. if we just arrange this one thing perfectly. Yeah. So it's still a sneaky silver bullet. Yeah. And like, what I've learned, and I'm very confident in this belief, is that there are no silver bullets. Yeah. There is nothing that's just going to solve all my problems. It's just going to take a consistent effort and consistent work, and then probably like a, a modality of consistency. So you talk about yep. like, that's what a morning routine is. Yeah. And so it's like setting aside time to be consistent in something. Yes. And like, and then choosing something to put in that slot that is meaningful for you. It's identifying the things that you need to do in order to be successful, mm. setting aside the sure. time to do those, whether mm. you want to do them or not. Yes. Knowing that you're going to have to do them consistently for a long enough period of time mm-hmm. to where you're actually going to see the benefit mm-hmm. and actually being able to follow through with that. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to do. It's incredibly hard. And it's funny how hard it is to do, but I think that the people who can accomplish that and have the discipline, yep. they're going to be successful. Yeah, I mean... That's one thing that that you see that's true with successful people. Mm-hmm. 
most really successful people, they're not only successful at work, I don't want to say most, but like it's like there's a good balance because you see like the ultra successful people mm-hmm. like the Elon Musks and the Jeff Bezos mm-hmm. of the world. Mm-hmm. You're like, I don't, they, yeah, they made a ton of money. Yeah. Even um, Bill Gates, right? Yep. You could lump him in there. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure they've all been divorced. Mm-hmm. And it's like they went too extreme into like, yeah, making the money, mm-hmm. right? They were so driven and tunnel visioned about one thing, one thing that the other thing started to drift away. Yep. Which is like, I mean, which is, I mean, it's a good thing to remember that like we do not exist in a vacuum. No. And especially if you have a plumbing business and you have a family, yep. like they don't strive so hard for this goal that you have set that they start to slip away. Yeah, or that your health slips away. Yeah, because then you'll get there and you'll be like, well, this isn't as fun as I thought it would be because yeah. nobody's here to enjoy it with yeah. me and I'm kind of unhealthy. And I and can't like, move. Yeah, I can't <laughs> move because I just tried so hard for however long. Yeah. And I think there's plenty of examples of people who, as far as I can tell, have good health, yeah. good marriage, good relationships. They're enjoying their life mm-hmm. and they have plenty of money, mm-hmm. right? And all of those people, they all take the time to set aside the time for the things that they know is going to make them happy. Yeah. They make sure to set time aside mm-hmm. for their health. They make sure to be disciplined on what they eat. Mm-hmm. They make sure to when they're at work, work hard and get work done. Right. But then also get off on time to go mm-hmm. intentionally spend time with their wife and their family. Yep. And they systemize all of that stuff, mm-hmm. right? It's just coming up with a system that works for you. Mm-hmm. What they're doing doesn't necessarily work for you. Right. Because they're all doing what works for them. Yep. Right? And then maybe also, like, what you make today for a system yep. might not be the perfect system for you a week from now. Yeah. Like I would still say like, you should probably try something for a little while. Cause it's not necessarily that the system's broken. You just might be bad at applying it. True. Uh, Cause there is value in that repetition, but then yep. you might get to the point where you're like, dang, like doing cold plunges and saunas just actually doesn't really help me very much. Yeah. I end up missing a lot of work because I'm yeah. very cold or very hot yep. or whatever it is. Yep. Um, but still having that system. And I think what you said about like, making a list of like, this is what needs to be done today. I think that's really important, especially when you move away from the physical side of your of your business. Like yeah. when you move away from like doing the plumbing work to like doing the office work, yep. it's a weird thing that happens because suddenly your efficiency and your, oh, I feel good about accomplishing stuff is no longer tied to a physical task completed. Yep. And so it's interesting because then it signals the brain that like, oh, I just like did a bunch of computer work today and I, I didn't do anything. Yep. But you have to condition your brain to be like, no, no you did do something. Like yep. you are moving a long-term needle here. You're like working with a marketing company. You are working with it. You looked at your pricing. You're paying attention to how much money you're making. Yep. Yeah, sure. You didn't do anything. Air quotes again, everybody. You didn't do anything, but you did a whole bunch of stuff. And so like training your body to like, reward you with like, wow, I feel good. And that could come down to just like checking off a list. Like I did all these things. Okay. I got these things done. Everything else can get done another day. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Mm. That's been huge for me. Just making that list. Yep. Make sure to get those things done. And then the, even if I don't get them all done, Mm -hmm. I know that the last one, I'll just write it on tomorrow's and I'll get it done tomorrow. Yep. No big deal. And then you can slowly move this needle. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Mm. So, Let's backtrack to where we were here. Mm-hmm. We've kind of nailed down getting technicians, mm-hmm. right? It's 
making a way cooler place to work. Yeah. Paying them more, better benefits, making sure everybody knows you're hiring, building that now hiring culture in your company so all your guys know you're hiring, mm -hmm. your CSRs know you're hiring, your general manager knows you're hiring, all that good stuff. Um, the other kind of employees you need to attract, you have a general manager mm. and you have a, you know, CSRs, mm -hmm. right? Um, one question we got on YouTube on one of the YouTube comments was like, hey, what do you look for in a general manager? Like mm. what kind of character traits, um, what are you looking for in a general manager? And then a lot of questions that we get with our course is like, what do you look for in a technician? Yeah. Um, so we can flush that out real quick. So let's flush out what we look for in a technician, mm -hmm. and then we'll flush out what we look for in a general manager to mm -hmm. get that question answered. And then we can go into how we actually, I'll just tell my story of how I attracted my general manager, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. um, so like with technicians, like we just went over this in our course with all of our guys, it was like, number one, we've been talking about for an hour and 16 minutes now. Okay, it's really hard to get technicians yeah. in the door. We need to make it as attractive as possible, number one, mm -hmm. right? Make our offer really, really good. Mm -hmm. Then we need to make it really easy to apply. Um, so once people apply on our website, we call them as quick as we can and we mm -hmm. schedule an interview mm -hmm. and we have gotcha. them come in. We don't have them submit an application or right. anything like that. You we, just get talking to them quick. Just get talking to them so you can get a pulse on them. Mm -hmm. And basically, if they've got a pulse... Mm -hmm. and they don't have any like major red flags, mm -hmm. we hire them. Mm -hmm. Like what you're looking for in a technician, if mm -hmm. he's a if he's a guy that can do plumbing mm -hmm. um, and might be successful in your company, like might have the ability, maybe mm -hmm. we hire him. Yep. Like we get him in, we get him trained, we get him to work, and then we assess from there, yeah. right? Because it's really hard to assess over an interview. <laughs> It's and impossible. then, <laughs> and the fact that it's so hard to get guys, it's like, yeah. if you're willing to come work for us, we got tons of work, we'll put you to work, mm -hmm. right? Um, as far as like red flags I would look for, mm -hmm. there's no particular red flag that's gonna like stop us from hiring him. Mm -hmm. But like if they're late to the interview, they show up dirty, yeah. you know, they're grumpy. They don't look you in the eye. They don't shake your mm -hmm. hand. Like ultimately, what you would want is a guy that comes in. And he's just a good dude. Yeah. Right. Yep. Like comes in, can be personable, mm -hmm. looks you in the eyes, mm -hmm. shakes your hand, mm -hmm. and it just seems like a good dude. Mm -hmm. Like that's the best way I can describe it. You know, mm -hmm. like typically if they have a family or other commitments outside of work, like maybe they coach soccer, or hockey, or something. Right. They seem to be a little more responsible. Mm -hmm. They're easier employees to manage once we do get them in. Right. Um, that's kind of what we would look for. Like ultimate candidate comes in. I don't even, yeah, they'd be nice if they had a bunch of service history and sure. all that stuff. But at the end of the day, probably the most important is the the character of the person. Right. Like how cool, like how good of a guy are you? Do you, can you, let's see. Do you have like a mental checklist that you're running through or do you just get like a gut feeling about, you're just like, huh, this dude. We really talk to him and we talk very little about work history. Yeah, sure. We ask them their work history because we want to call where they last worked. Right. Once they, after the interview. Um, but for the most part, we're just like, tell me about yourself. Yeah, like, trying to have a conversation. What do you do for fun? Mm -hmm. You know, where have you lived? 
are you married? Do you got wife and kids? Like, mm-hmm. what do you do on the weekends? Mm-hmm. Just trying to get to know the person a little better mm-hmm. so we can be like, oh, yeah, he seems like a good dude. Mm-hmm. We'll hire him. Mm-hmm. Like when, like if I came to you and you were like thinking about, I don't know, doing something with somebody, I was like, oh, yeah, he's a good dude. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, oh, sweet. Yeah. Cool. And you would feel comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. it's like that's what we're looking for. Yeah, gotcha. We're looking for the good dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, with technicians, it's just like, get them in. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, after that, if they're not holding up to their, your standards and you've given them everything they need, you know, maybe ask yourself, is it my fault that they aren't succeeding? Like, do Mm -hmm. they need something that I'm not giving them? Mm -hmm. Um, give them a few, you know, warnings and help and sure. And guidance. Then ultimately, at some point in time, if they're under, if they're not performing, mm-hmm. you just gotta let them go, and that they don't like show any signs of like changing that performance, yeah. right? Yep, let them go. And then, do you have a process for that specifically in your company? Like, is that the same process as like what we talked about earlier, like pulling the guy aside? Yep, um, we'll pull him aside. Yep, we'll say, hey man, you've been here for you know X amount of days. You're doing really good here, here, and here. Yeah. One area we want to yeah. see you improve is you know in this area. Yeah. Is it? Do you need help? Like. Do you need more training? Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Is there a lack of understanding in this? Mm-hmm. What's happening? How mm-hmm. can we help you hit yeah. this goal, right? Because yeah. we need you to get to here if you want to continue to work here. Yep. So how can we help you get there? Yeah, I think that's so important, just that language of like, what, like, because I would I would say things like when I'd pull guys aside and be like, hey, like, your performance isn't quite where I'd want it at, you know? Like, so like, what can I do to help you do this? Yeah. Like, what what do you need from me to get you there? Because I believe in you. Because, like, for some guys, it's just helpful for them to be like, wow, this guy actually believes in me. Yeah. Like, because a lot of times guys don't hear that. Yep. And just be like, man, I believe in you. And, like, honestly, whether you believe that or not, like, you <laughs> yeah. still need to, like, lean yeah. into that. Like, yep. dude, I believe that you can do this. So, like, what can I do to help? What I found is mostly, <laughs> almost exclusively, the guy said, nah, man, it's not you, it's me. Yeah. And then they would start to go through and I'd be like, cool. But like we were talking about earlier, just that language just lets them feel comfortable about being more honest with you. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like you want your coworkers to be honest with you. Yeah. I like, think I think positive encouragement is always the way to go. Yep. If you come and yell at them, they're just going to shut down. Yeah. And they're going to be mad at you. And then they're going to go look for another place to work yeah. already. But if you like genuinely care about them and you're mm-hmm. like, hey, man, I'm like, what do I got to do? Like, to get you to perform how we need you to perform. Mm-hmm. Like you're doing good here, here, and here. I want you to hit these goals. Mm-hmm. What do we got to do? Mm-hmm. How can I help you to achieve that? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, dude, honestly, it's just, you know, I got this girlfriend at home and sure. blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. They're going to come to work the next day and they'll be like, okay. You'll, like, I would just tell them, okay, dude, like, I understand you have all these problems at home or these things are going on. Mm-hmm. If you need help with that, like if I can help you in any way with that, let me know. Mm-hmm. I'd be more than happy to help you out. Mm-hmm. If there's an obvious way you can help out, you can just offer. Yeah. Um, but then I need you to not let that affect your work. Yep. Like when you come to work, I need you to be at work. Mm-hmm. That guy's going to go away from that conversation. He's going to show up to work the next day and he's going to be like, okay, I got to not let this affect my work. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When he comes in, Hey, Johnny, remember our conversation yesterday? You got it today? Mm-hmm. Cool, man. Mm-hmm. Like, you can do this. I believe mm-hmm. in you, right? Be positive. Mm-hmm. I think that goes a long, long ways yep. towards getting somebody to where you want them to go. Yep, I agree. There's that 
the book, The Art of War, the... Um, I remember when you were reading that, everybody's making fun of you for it. Yeah, but it's a really good book. So mm-hmm. there's a saying in there, and I, I'll totally butcher it, mm-hmm. but the gist of it is, you know, he's talking about his, you know, he's a general of an army, and he's mm-hmm. like, if I can treat the members of my army like my own, you know, next of kin, I think mm-hmm. is what he says. Yep, my own, right. My own sons, right? My own sons and daughters, mm-hmm. then, mm-hmm. and I can then they'll follow me wherever I want them to go yes, or wherever I want to go mm-hmm. or wherever I lead them or something like that, mm-hmm. right? And that's just, it's like that with your technicians. Mm-hmm. They're your little boys, mm-hmm. right? And you got to <laughs> gently guide them and, and yeah. push them and yeah. show them where you want them to go. Mm-hmm. Um, what we're realizing is they need way less management and they need some leadership. Yes. Like yeah, we, true. We call it, we call you know, that people, the general manager or whatever manager, mm-hmm. but what they really need is they just need a leader. Yeah. Be like, guys, you're my, you're my kids. Mm-hmm. This is where we're going. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to help you get there. Mm-hmm. Whatever I got to do. Mm-hmm. And I believe every single one of you in here are capable of helping us get there. Mm-hmm. So let's go. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what they need. Yeah. How can I support you getting there? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Yeah. So technicians, mm-hmm. complicated little buggers. <laughs> I know people are that way, man. Yeah. It's a, it's a people game. It, it is really a people is. game. Yeah. Mm. So you've got technicians in your business. You're, you know, doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. You're wanting to hire on a general manager. Mm-hmm. Now you got to get a general manager. Mm-hmm. So technicians is like, if they're got a pulse, yeah, sure. We're bringing them in. Mm-hmm. They got a pulse. They seem like, okay, dudes, mm-hmm. we're bringing them in. Mm-hmm. If they end up being crappy dudes, we fire them. Yep. General manager is a little different. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not, like, you need some good character traits in your general manager yeah. because you're going to have a long, more long term vision for this guy, too. Yeah. And you're going to pay him way more. Yep. And you're going to expect way more out of him. Mm-hmm. And this is one where I would be slow to hire, mm-hmm. quick to fire. Sure. Um, whereas with technicians, I'd be quick to hire, quick to fire. Yeah. Right. Um, but your general manager, you want to be way more picky on. Mm -hmm. So I think what makes a good general manager are two things. Mm. If I could nail it down to two things, Mm -hmm. man, let's do three. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, I'll allow it. (sighs) Yeah. So the three things would be, I want them to be a natural born leader. Mm-hmm. So I want him to have just this general aura mm-hmm. of him of, mm, sure. He demands respect. Mm-hmm. And he is a leader, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then I would want him to be very systemized and mm. organized, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because you're going to give him systems to follow, right? And you want to make sure he follows the systems, and then he makes sure that everybody else is following the system as well. Right. And if he's not systemized and organized, sure. the rest of your business isn't going to be that way. And he's going to be looking into the current systems you have and then offering suggestions on how to change them, fix yep. them, or add new things. Yep. So he needs to be thinking in that in that headspace as yes. well. So if he's already there, you're good. Yeah, because again, at the end of the day, you don't want a general manager who's like, man, it's all up in my head and that's how I roll. Yep. Because now you've put yourself in a position of, well, without him there, yep. this company won't 
be as effective. Yep. Because again, you always have to plan for the idea that maybe he won't be there. Yep. And what is your company going to be if he's not there? Exactly. And then also like being slow to hire him because he is your he is you as the owner, he, your opportunity to go and move away or do something else. He is your boots on the ground. Yes. He is your dude. Yeah, like Jared. He is with, your point of contact. Like you without Eddie you would be back in Fairbanks. I'd be back in Fairbanks. Yep, and you'd be sitting yep. in an office doing stuff really upset. Yes. <laughs> Very <laughs> sad. The thing is, is I'm not as good at it either. Yeah. Because I'm not these three things, <laughs> right? <laughs> so hey, actually, that's a great point because a lot of the times I think the business owner is like, if I don't exemplify these qualities, yeah. then I am like disqualified to maybe hire somebody who has these qualities. Like sometimes no. there's like a weird thought in there. No, yeah. Like all of my guys are, ultimately their technical skills are better than mine. Mm-hmm. Nobody's as good with customer service as me mm-hmm. yet. Um, and nobody's as motivated as me. Right. Right. Yep. But ultimately, they're all technically way better technicians than I ever was or ever will be mm-hmm. at this point. <laughs> um, even though I don't let them know that. Yeah. No, they'll never listen to this anyway. So we're good. And my manager is way better. He's a way better manager than me. Right. Mm-hmm. Because he possesses the three skills. Right. The three things, mm-hmm. which are. He's a natural born leader. Mm-hmm. He's very organized and methodical mm-hmm. and systemized. Um, and then I forgot the third, <laughs> the third one. Uh, uh, no, um, I forgot it too. <laughs> um, he's a good communicator. Okay, like those three, those yeah, three things. Is a right? very good communicator. He has to do a lot of communicating with the guys. Mm-hmm. He has to be able to, you know, do what we've been talking about. Put mm-hmm. them aside, communicate to them. Mm-hmm. Has to be able to teach them and guide them. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately, he's going to be communicating with your CSRs yep. and all of your, you know, a lot of your customers. Yep. So he needs to possess those three character traits. Mm-hmm. Natural born leader, like we just talked. Guys need leadership. Yeah. They well, need. Yeah. Let's break that. Are we breaking that down right now? Like, what does that mean to be a natural? How do I identify a natural born leader? I mean, I think like you know and when you see one. Yeah, that's pro- that's actually fair. I uh, if you're in a room and there's yeah. one guy in there mm-hmm. who's he's got he's got he's got the know, thing. He talks, everybody listens. Yeah, 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 yeah. He can own a room. Yep. That's natural born leadership. Yep. To me. Yep. So if there's a guy that can come in and mm-hmm. own a room and it's not like entertainment own the room. Right. It's like He's talking, I'm going to listen. Right. Kind of own the room. Yeah. We all know people in our life who occupy that space. Yes. Like, oh. I also know people who are just loud and obnoxious <laughs> and not occupy this space. So yeah. it's not that, no, right? it's not that. It's not... It's, yes. Yes. And I know you know who I'm talking about. That's what's <laughs> yeah, funny. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. We um, all know the same people. <laughs> we do. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just like if they can come in and own the room, it's like this guy has some natural just... Mm-hmm. leadership like he just demands your attention mm-hmm. demands your respect mm-hmm. and doesn't falter from that mm-hmm. right you need to be a strong individual right um so that's what i would look for in in the leadership side i'd probably say high integrity too high integrity you yeah. don't want that because that person is in a position of a lot of power and persuasion typically what's funny is typically those natural born leaders mm-hmm. are very high integrity yeah because they're probably morally driven where yeah. they're like like if we think about Eddie, where he's like, yeah, this is right yeah. and this is wrong. Yeah. And I will not waver nope. on what is right and wrong. Yep. Yeah. And they might not be like, their leadership skills might not be where you need them to be. Sure. But if you hire somebody who's a natural leader, who's systemized, organized, and mm-hmm. a good communicator, 
you can give them the resources to be a good leader. Sure. You can give them the training. You can give them the books, mm-hmm. and they will rise to the occasion. Sure. Because they're naturally good at it. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to come to them pretty good. Yep. Right? Um, and then systemize and organize. Like Your business, ultimately, you want it to run as a series of systems and processes. Yes. Like You want there to be a system and a process for everything. Mm-hmm. And so if you can... If you put that in place and you have a guy that follows them, Mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. Now my business runs on systems and principles and Mm -hmm. and processes, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I remember watching an interview with Ken Gettle. Mm -hmm. Ken Gettle. Ken Goodrich, who owns Gettle. (laughs) And, you know, he's big into, he wrote the the E-Myth for Contractors. Mm -hmm. So there's the book, The E-Myth, which everybody should read. It's Mm -hmm. about a lady who owns a pie business which sounds funny, but it's so relatable to your business. It's ridiculous. Mm. Like if you own a business and it's just you in the business right now, or you and a couple guys, mm-hmm. you read that book and I guarantee you it'll just hit you right here. You'd be like, damn, that's me. <laughs> right. Um, Ken Goodrich rewrote that book or did another revision of it. Um, kind of, kind of like rewriting it towards the home service industry. To me, it's not nearly as good. But still very insightful. Yeah. It's very much so on writing systems and processes for your business mm-hmm. and how every good business should just run on systems, processes, systems, right. processes, right? Mm-hmm. There should be a way of doing business at your company. Yeah, sure. Um, and, he, you know, I watched an interview with him where he's talking about, you know, he's got, I don't know how many locations, more tons, mm-hmm. like, like in multiple, I think he's, he's in at least three states with mm-hmm. multiple locations in each state. Mm-hmm. So, I wouldn't be surprised if he had 40 or 50 locations. Right. Right. And so he's going and hiring general managers for each of these locations. And he's going and hiring. He said he finds his best managers from like people who are getting out of the army. Yeah. Or the air force or some sort of like thing like that. Right. Mm -hmm. Because they're very natural born leaders. Yep. And then they're very systemized and organized. Mm-hmm. And if you tell them to be there at 4 a.m., they're there at 4 a.m., yes. right? Yeah. Because it's like pounded in them. Yep. And he said, that's what makes them a good general manager. Mm-hmm. I can give them a system and they're going to follow it. Yep. And then they're going to make sure that everybody under them follows it as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I took that to heart when I first heard that long before I ever got a general manager. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? Okay. I need a guy who's a good leader. Mm. and who can follow some systems, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I immediately (laughs) had a guy come in mind, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then the third one is a good communicator. Yeah. Obviously, they're going to be communicating with everybody in your business, and they need to be able to communicate clearly what it is that's expected of them, how they can improve Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. in a way that gets the other person to have the end result that you want. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. Um, Right. So And so my general manager had all of these three, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not He wasn't perfect when when we first started. Sure. He still isn't perfect, obviously. Sure, but he's he's come a long way in, gosh, he's been there for, he's, all, he's been there for a year, over a year and a half. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's come a long way. Mm-hmm. But because of his like, his natural leadership tendencies mm-hmm. and his willingness to like, he always wants to be the best. Mm-hmm. He has just worked at becoming yep. the best leadership that he can. Yep. And he's the one who kind of realized, you know what? These guys don't need a manager. Yeah. 
They need a leader. Yep. And he has risen to that occasion. Mm-hmm. And all of the those three skill sets have made him really good at it. Yeah. So that's what I would look for. Um, those kinds of people, they're they're gonna be working somewhere, right? Right. Yep. They're those are high performance, mm-hmm. you know, highly valued, really good dudes. Like everybody wants that person in their business, mm-hmm. right? That and you know, mine had technical knowledge, so he's been a tech for a long time, mm-hmm. and he worked for the same company his whole career, right? Mm. So, because they're very loyal, they're going to be loyal people. Yeah, sure. Um, in it for the long haul. In it for the long haul, and they're ultimately going to be really valuable to whoever they're working for. Yeah. Because they're just committed to being excellent at their craft. Right. So, going and attracting them, like, you have to identify, okay, this is the kind this is the kind of person I want, and this person or these few people meet these criteria. Yeah. Um, it could be one of the guys that are working for you, or mm-hmm. it could be somebody outside your organization. Mm-hmm. I would I would want them to have technical skill. Yeah. Just because mm-hmm. when you bring in guys who like when you're bringing guys into your company, technicians, yeah, you want good dudes, right? Mm-hmm. It's easier to teach technical skill than it is to teach good dude skill, right? Or good character. Mm-hmm. So if you bring them in with good dudes, good character, and then your general manager has the ability to teach them some technical skill, mm-hmm. to me that's way easier. Yeah, because then you're not because without the technical skill, like it's probably possible um, to do it. Would you say if like you, if your general manager didn't have the technical skill, would it be possible? It would be, but I feel like he wouldn't have the credibility with the guys. Yeah, he'd have to be like very strong in those other characteristics to be like, I am a leader and I don't need the technical skill because I can do all these things. But don't worry, homeboy over here with the technical skill, he's running the clinics. Exactly. Like you would have to have like a supplemental brain person to sort of occupy that. Yep. Yep. Definitely. So, yeah. And I think... I think he could do it without the technical skill, mm-hmm. but I think it just makes it so much easier if he has it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And usually if you can find somebody that has those character traits that has the technical background, they're usually very, very, very good at their technical job, right? Yeah, yeah. So they're going to have a lot of technical skill. Yep. A very high level of understanding of mm-hmm. what's actually going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Somehow you got to attract that person to come work for you, right? And mm-hmm. become your general manager. Kind of goes back to the other parts of our conversation. <laughs> right. And so for me, for, you know, I was trying to get um, my general manager to come work for me as a technician because he was a technician over at his other company, but he's a high, you know, he's a high producer and he's like, I'm not coming over just to do the same thing. Right. Even if it means more pay. Because mm-hmm. he's so committed to his other company mm-hmm. that to do a lateral move wasn't his, his ball game. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Even if it meant get, getting paid more, mm-hmm. um, to do a lateral move didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. He would rather go to his employer over here and say, hey, they're yep. willing to pay me more over there. I need to get paid more. Right. And they'll pay him more because yep. he's an extremely useful individual. Probably mm-hmm. the probably the top guy at that company. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're going to pay him more. Right. Um, so I actually had that conversation. I'd be like, hey, I'm willing to pay you this. Yeah. And he'd be like, hmm. And I'd be like, honestly, like, because I knew him as your friend, you should just go tell your boss, like, hey, yeah. you know, they're willing to pay me this much to go over there. And so he mm-hmm. did, and he ended up getting a race because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I seeded this relationship of I want yeah. you to come work for me. 
way early on. Well, real quick, even in that moment, you demonstrated something about your character to him where you said, hey, ultimately, like, you can go make more money at your own job. Because yeah. in your head, like, I would, I would venture to guess that if he never would have came over, but his life, like, you're like, oh, cool, man, you're doing good over there. You're paying yeah. more. I'm happy for you. Yeah, totally. I still want you to come over here. Like, you would still yeah. always have that, and yeah. you'd be throwing that at him constantly. But at the end of the day, you'd never be mad at him. No. And no, that's, not he at all. probably identified that in your character and was like, okay. Yep. Yeah. And so I seeded the come working for me probably a year before he ever came to work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we started growing. We started hiring technicians. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? It's time. I'm going to need a general manager soon. Um, and I just continually kept in contact with him, letting mm-hmm. him know what I was doing, mm-hmm. you know, what my goals were with the company, all that good stuff. Um, and then it came to the point where it was like, I need a general manager. So I said, hey, man, I want to take you. Let's see, what did we do first? First thing I did, I went and bought a truck. Yeah. That I didn't intentionally, like I needed a truck. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I I wanted a truck. And in the back of my mind, I was like, I should buy a truck that he would think was cool, right? Yeah. Um, so I bought a truck that he thought was cool. Mm-hmm. It was all black. Mm-hmm. You know, Brand new. Brand new, three-quarter ton, mm-hmm. nice truck. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I called him up, and he's really into shooting guns. Yeah. And there's a gun shop that his buddy owns that's 100 miles away from our town. And I was like, hey, dude, I want to buy some guns. Like, how, and, I, and I really did want to buy some yeah. guns. Yeah. But normally I would have done my research and then went and bought some guns. But yeah. I was like, yeah, well, I'll talk to Eddie. Yeah. Eddie, can you help me pick out some guns? Mm. And he was like, yeah, dude, we, we got to go down and buy them for my buddy, which I kind of mm. knew he was going to say. Yep. And I was like, cool. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. I'll pick you up and we'll cruise down to Delta and we'll mm-hmm. go to your buddy's gun shop and mm-hmm. we'll pick up some guns and then mm-hmm. we can come back and we can go shoot and you can show mm-hmm. me all about mm-hmm. them. And he was like, yeah, sweet. He was like, super stoked. So I go to his house and I pick him up in my brand new truck and he's mm-hmm. like, dude, sick truck. And, and that, was, was the, well, that was the first time you ever saw your brand new first truck? First time ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so we we <laughs> drive a hundred miles I dropped like five G's on guns and ammo. I remember you said you should come with us. I think I was talking to my wife. I was like, man, I don't want to go spend five K on yeah. guns. Cause I knew that. Like, it'd be I like, would have talked to you and do it. You told me what you'd be like, yeah. I'm like, Although uh, sitting here now, I should have went. I would have had more guns. You would have had more guns. See? Um, <sighs> dang it. So I dropped like five G's on guns mm-hmm. and he's like, dang, man, you can just. You just dropped five grand on guns and you bought a new truck. Like he's <laughs> like, he's yeah. like, Jared's doing well for himself. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. this isn't how Jared used to be. He wouldn't just no, go drop no, 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 five no. grand on guns. And well, let me put a little backstory in context to that. Like, when he says this isn't how Jared used to be, this is like, this is now Jared used to be a year ago. Yeah. Like, it was a very different, like a different, yep. Mm, let's see, evolution in your character and your, the way you think and do things. Yes. Yep. Definitely. Um, so he's like kind of impressed, you know? Mm hmm. S- and then I'm like, hey, you want to drive back so I can play with my gun? <laughs> and it was, I didn't plan that. It was kind of his idea. He was like showing me, you know, you should do dry fires on your guns to mm-hmm. get comfortable with all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And and I had all this stuff in a box and mm-hmm. and I was like, you want to drive? And I'll sit here and toy with my guns, mm-hmm. unbox them and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, sweet. So he's mm-hmm. driving my brand new truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> Couldn't have been better. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
<laughs> so so we drive back to his house. Mm-hmm. We get targets. We go shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think a couple days later, I was like, hey, man, I'm looking to hire a new position in my company. It won't be a technician. Um, I, I think you'd be a really good fit for this position mm-hmm. because, you know, you're all these things. Mm-hmm. And... I really value your friendship. Mm-hmm. I will. Can I take you out to dinner so I can talk to you about this position? Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Who's going to say no? I just took him to buy guns mm-hmm. and he had a blast. Right. Saw my new truck and mm-hmm. Jared's going places. Mm-hmm. And so we took him out to dinner, him and his wife and his daughter. Mm-hmm. And I pitched the job to him. Mm-hmm. And he was obviously had to think about it. Right. Um, like two days later, he had some questions about it because yep, yep. that's how he is. Mm-hmm. And then, like I think, like two days later, he was like, "I'll do it. I'll take the job." Um, and that's how I got him. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was this kind of long relationship of right. like letting him know what I'm doing, letting him know the opportunity, but then also like showing him, "Hey, we're doing good. We're making it." Mm-hmm. And then I had to offer him something mm. so much better than what he was currently at yeah right so i had to offer him you know a move up on the scale not a lateral move yep. but he was able to move up um is that lateral lateral is this way lateral yeah right not across. a lateral move but a yeah. move up mm-hmm. so now Vertical. he's no longer technician mm-hmm. he is general manager of a bunch of technicians mm-hmm. which he didn't feel qualified for right i had to reassure him that he was going to be really good at mm-hmm. it um and the hard part for him was he couldn't even comprehend like what that position was, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I said, like, think about the guy that is your boss right now. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have his job, right. okay? Um, he's like, oh, okay. But <laughs> for him, like that company did stuff so much different than yeah. my company yep. that it was hard for him to yeah to kind of figure that out. Um, so then he came in and went to work, and I think like day two he was like thinking it was a big mistake. Yep. But now, you know, he's like, he's, we have, we probably doubled, if not two and a half X his, or yeah, two and a half X his income Mm -hmm. from where he was working. Mm -hmm. Mm, Sure. And he's got way more money, way more freedom and he loves, and he loves it. Yeah. And it's cool. He's turned into just a super valuable employee. Yeah. Which is cool. Which is rad. Yeah. It kind of seems to me like it's important for it was important for you and important for everybody to always be practicing your own good dude skills because you never know that like the people that you come in contact with, those could be people that you might want to court to put in your company for very valuable positions. Yeah. So it's like, we need to be working on our own good dude skills. So when we run into the eddies in our life, we can like, Oh, I come across already to this guy as somebody who they might want to work for one day. Yep. Somebody who is a good dude. Yeah. So that's so it's like really important. Like when you're out, in the streets doing your stuff at the supply houses to be that good dude. Yeah. Cause remember if you're a business owner, potentially everybody you talk to could be working for you yep. and you really don't want to strike wrong chords if you can help it. Nope. And especially when you're like trying to recruit that high level position, that's going to enable you to, Oh, get on with the rest of your life. Yep. You really got to be like, again, practicing your good dude skills. So that guy doesn't slip away. Yeah. It's going to be tough to attract good dudes. If you're not a good dude. Yeah, yeah, right? definitely. Kind of like like attracts like. Yeah. Yeah. If you're fishy and 
don't seem like a good dude. Yeah. You're going to get fishy, non-good dudes. Yeah. And then I think the other... <laughs> yeah, my, you don't want that's no, my plumber you, talk coming yeah, out. Yeah, you don't want fishy, non-good dudes. No, sir. You can tell I didn't go to college. Yeah. <laughs> ah, collage. Um, and then the other idea with that, because I can imagine there's people who are like in their business, they want, you know, they have maybe four or five, six trucks going. Mm-hmm. Um, I just talked to a guy yesterday who was just like, dude, like my life is chaos. Like it is so hard to get this under control. Yeah. I just need more time, classic, to spend time on my business, not in my business. Yep. And his problem, I mean, his problem was pricing, right? He didn't have a pricing system. Yep. Um, so therefore he was low. Yep. Um, and he wasn't as low as some guys, but since he had a lack of a system, then he didn't have a feel and confidence in his numbers. So everything just felt made up to him as he goes. Yep. Uh, but because his company is like that, the likelihood of him being able to go to a very powerful person and say, hey, I can give you a vertical movement. Yeah. He doesn't have any confidence to offer that. Nope. So honestly, he's not even thinking, oh, if I hire a guy and pay him way more than what he's making, I can relieve some of the tension in my life so I can improve my business. No, because that guy's not going to want to come into a giant mess. No, he, right? he wants to, again, see the truck experience, oh, this guy's buying guns. Like he wants to see yep. some fruits of success, yep. especially if it's somebody who is mm, comfortable, stable. Yep. They have already determined that their life will end up here if they continue to do what they do. Because yep. like for for your general manager, like he was probably thinking, I'll just work the rest of my life here because yeah. there's a retirement. I can do all these things. My life is kind of charted out. So for you to be able to paint him a different picture of his future took a lot on your part to be able to push him away or push him into that. Yeah, because he'd already achieved way more than he ever thought he would achieve yeah, in sure. his lifetime. Sure. Like he came from a pretty poor family and to get to where he got to, just being a technician and being as successful as he was at mm-hmm. it, he was doing pretty good for himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, to him, it was like, man, I've yeah, I've achieved way more than I ever thought I would. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah, to paint that picture of like, Hey man, like you have the ability and the skill sets and the character mm-hmm. and the good dudeness <laughs> yeah. to like do way better. Mm-hmm. Like there's more opportunity out there in this world for you. Right. And you can come work for me. And not only will that be a better opportunity, but ultimately you're going to learn skills that are going to further you in life no matter where you go. Right. After this. Yeah. Like even if you're only with me for two years. Mm-hmm. You're going to learn management skills. You're going to mm-hmm. learn things that we don't even know about mm-hmm. that's going to make you more valuable to someone else mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, I think that's a good point too. Like in that, you can, what are you talking to technicians, your CSRs? Because mm-hmm. man, I would use that approach so much at my last job because, you know, at my last job, I'm talking to people who are making like 15 bucks an hour. Like yeah. these people are not staying at the company forever. No, um, they shouldn't really. Yeah, no. And that's why, that's why <laughs> yeah. when they found, when they got, we would talk and they'd be like, yeah, I'm thinking about this. They'd be like, that's awesome. But then I'd always, cause like, I'd want them to do well. I honestly wanted them to go and do whatever they wanted. Um, cause I just wanted to see them successful. Yep. But I would also always be like, remember, like, don't waste your time here by not practicing good, good dude habits. Yeah. Like, so even if like, you know, what they were doing was like menial air quotes again, everybody. Like yeah. I'd still be like, no, you need to carry this through with integrity and try hard yep. because then this skill set can translate to your next place. It can give you yeah. confidence so that then you can continue to change your life. Yep. Like every opportunity we're in is an opportunity for growth. Yeah. And we shouldn't sleep on any of these opportunities just because they might not be exactly what we want. Yeah. And if you can think about your people that way as a business owner, like, 
I want to help these guys become the best they can be so that when they move on to something else, they're better equipped for it. Right. If you can think of your people like that and train them to be better at their next move, mm-hmm. be better at their next area of work, their next mm-hmm. thing in life, mm-hmm. you got it's that's super just super powerful. Yeah. And what's sort of funny about that is when done honestly, those people end up sticking around. They do. Like so like at, again, my last job, which I'll reference a lot because that's mostly where my experience is, mm-hmm. is those guys, they stayed at the company I was at for like almost a decade. Like Dude. I would have very low turnover because yep. people said, oh man, working here is really good. Even though I'm making less money, yep. I feel like I'm taken care of and I feel like my boss cares about me. Yep. And if I wanted to go somewhere else, they're totally supportive of me doing that. Yep. And so, but then they just remain loyal because people are like, well, I like working here because yeah. it's a great environment. Yeah. I mean, all this stuff that we talked about on this podcast will help your retention. Yeah. Sure. Like, when we're talking about retention. Yeah. Like all of that will help your retention um, because those guys, they're going to feel cared for. They're mm-hmm. going to feel taken care of. Mm-hmm. You're going to be pouring into them, getting them to be better. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just going to ultimately help your retention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because and you should be going into it with the idea of like, I mean, you know, not what these guys can do for my company, but what I can do for these guys. Yes. Because then at the other side of that, they will pour it right back into you. Yep. And that's what you're testing right now with like, oh, if I give these guys a little bit more money, different payment structure, let's see how they return the favor. I want them to make more. I genuinely do. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's where that's how you need to come at it. Like, yep. I want these guys to have the best opportunity mm-hmm. that I can provide them with, mm-hmm. and the best place to work that I can, you know, get mm-hmm. for them. And that's going to come back twofold, just right back on you, right for sure. Mm-hmm. Cool, man. Do we miss anything? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, we, there's a lot of stuff on my board up there that we didn't talk about, but that's cool. okay. We'll save that for next time. Yep. Cool, man. See you, dude. See ya.